was an explosion. A bang which gave rise to life as we know it. And then came the next explosion. An explosion that will be our last. Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like, he's, he's such a genius and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know, and he's like, we're going to make people cry. I'm like, for a video game? And he's like, yep. What the cause Kojima is the, the master, he's the Kasparov of, of, uh, of video games. And then he goes, he goes, and I go, playing me? And he goes, no, they'll be you. It's not, obviously, it's not story-driven in the sense that we go from A to Z, like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of, of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. He is to gaming in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics, and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Well, did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I'm glad you gave me some clothes to wear this time. We are back together. Yeah. And nothing's gonna stop us this time. Yeah. I have to say, it's such an honor to work with you. Uh, you're such a genius, seriously. I opened my eyes to a whole new world, I have to say, so thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I now have to go on the internet and try to figure out what I just watched, though. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks for having us at the Game Awards. I'd do anything for this guy, for real. Good night. Oh, yeah! Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 9 of Death Stranding Podcast. It is Tuesday the 11th of December, and there are 184 days to E3 2018. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, starting with Dean. Oh, man, I'm Dean. And <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so hard to hear those 100s 
100 and some days till A3. It, does, it was the... so nice before TG. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But hey, both of them have passed. Like, we had that double whammy of, of, of both of them. But um, yeah, no, we'll jump into that for sure in the episode. Um, Go ahead, Steve. Oh, hi, this is Steve, and uh, <laughs> happy to be here. I, I, yeah. I thought we just, you, you were just going to say, like, and we got the Death Stranding trailer. Yeah. No, no, man. I'm keeping it classy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm preparing to unleash very, very shortly. Um, but we need to kind of get our regular stuff out of the way. Again, you know how it is. It's just like right after I say that last part about the regular rundown. Yeah, you'll see. We'll, you'll see. Okay, so. Uh, to all our new listeners, um, this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production uh, upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. I'm already starting to freak out. Okay. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we also cover Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from literature to film, poetry, TV, and more. Our mission is to showcase and celebrate just how culturally, intellectually, artistically, and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. So, oh my god. Guys, an eight minute trailer. An eight minute trailer. We live in a universe now. Our reality that was chosen for this turn of events where an eight minute trailer for death stranding was released a couple of days ago that is the reality that we that we uh, we live in <laughs> i'm so excited i um feeling many things right now but to compose myself a bit i think i'm just gonna out of nowhere just throw it to steve steve where are you at right now oh man i'm, I'm just <laughs> i'm just happy that this trailer. i mean everybody everybody fell everybody felt it in the air that there had to be something yes. and you you, you kind of could see it in the reddit when uh, when the awards happened that uh people were kind of you know like uh losing hope as the awards went and then kojima and norman appeared and and you know <laughs> it Absolutely. happened and uh uh man what a, what an amazing trailer i uh, i feel very happy and very I'm very hopeful because uh, it, it was. It told me. It gave me everything I wanted in 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 the sense that uh, it gave me reassurance that that Kojima has complete creative freedom in this project, yeah. and he's he's uh, he's he's just working on something that is very ambitious and very original and very yeah. unique. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, and and it was so triply, doubly, infinitely confirmed and re and reiterated with um, all the imagery and themes that were sort of. Um, uh, on on display in this trailer for sure. Um, Dean, go for it. <laughs> Where are you at, buddy? Yeah, like I said, I mean, I I loved I loved the trailer, yes. but the thing I loved even more was that guy who who made a way out. And you know, when he talked about that shit, oh my god, no. But seriously, when I watched the TGA, I was like more shocked with that with that guy talking the trailer itself I, I don't know why but those just put me off just, just put I, me I, I don't know what you're talking oh about God. here you, you're gonna have to you're gonna that's have to okay. tell what you're talking about here. that's okay okay but uh it's yeah. not important it's just a joke i'll tell you some other time but yeah that's okay yeah we'll, okay we'll, we'll get around to that guy for sure um uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. cover the event uh, overall itself obviously but mm-hmm. um as our namesake is you know death stranding we're gonna dive um 
into this, and, and I, I've um, I've said previously in some sort of some of the social media teasers that I feel pretty confident. I mean, it's eight minutes long. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's podcasts out there that break things down minute by minute. Um, I'm contemplating it won't be this one because this is just sort of essentially going to be our reaction uh, um, uh, show. Um, but I'm mm -hmm. I'm, really, no. I'm really considering doing essentially a minute by minute uh, breakdown of the new trailer and. Um, you know some of these uh, podcasts out there they're actually called the minute podcasts i'm not sure if you guys have heard of them but they take films and they break them down one minute by one minute they analyze and it actually really helps that slower format um uh with picking up on on hidden things and sort of pausing again it also has that kind of feel of when you're watching a movie and you've maybe seen it a couple of times more than a couple of times and then you feel that you can just sort of sit down with uh, with a friend and, and just sort of break things apart and like discuss things and um, sort of every couple of seconds there's something new to kind of um, launch a new sort of uh, um, sort of sphere of discussion. But so to come around to where I'm at, um, yeah, I mean I won't get too sappy or anything, but when uh, everything we've sort of um, been doing for the past eight weeks, um, yeah, guys, it's been eight weeks since we started because it's like the ninth episode and maybe actually nine weeks so um we haven't missed a week i don't think if i if i'm if i'm correct um and well you know needless to say uh we began the show um i certainly kind of communicated this in the earlier episode that we um didn't have any expectations of seeing any new content anytime soon even though obviously at the start of each show we counted down uh, previously you know obviously not this show but because they've already passed but to playstation experience and to um the game awards um and it was just that that like hope no expectations but of course like it's good to hold out hope for these things um I would say Kojima duped me more than he's ever duped me with the uh, with some with like a. a oh, you you were breaking up. You were breaking up there. Okay, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can. I just just fantastic. Sentence, yeah. I'm breaking up. I'm I'm gonna start breaking down. I'm getting 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 all getting all emotional. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, so as uh, when we started the show, we didn't have any of these expectations and that's why in and we're still going to keep this it's it's true because as as this will get broke broken down and uh the conversation will go into f further and further tangents with symbolism and and uh, illusions and stuff with you know expanding on this these beautiful eight minutes that we've received uh, in the form of this mm -hmm. footage um it'll still be relevant but yeah my my sort of initial uh concept of the show was that like kojima out of pretty much any creator i know rewards uh like tangent rich viewing and and like rewards the uh, sort of symbolic viewing of his work and reference filled um analysis with like all its uh, connections to um you know film and tv and poetry and and like um and i was like well this is obviously the heart the beating heart of the show is around death stranding but it's so beautiful like that this uh with just out of him being who he is he just introduces all these eclectic elements that almost makes us a quasi um variety media show almost because uh and i and i'm still greatly looking forward to diving into those for sure and i really mean that but when this trailer dropped i um i'm still actually um I'm still actually feeling uh, like quite surreal because it all just played out literally uh, like a dream. Like, you know how like in the lead up to something you start and you say, imagine like I took you aside like Steve or Dean and I just said, I had this dream where like it was Hideo and Norman on stage and then and then Norman turned to Hideo and he says, no one's going to stop us now. And um, and, and then <laughs> and, and then both of them say, oh, yeah. And like that sounds like a 
like a, a description of a dream, you know? Um, yeah. And then even the thing is like, and then Kojima had an interview later and he had this thing that was like attached to his, like his back. And it was like this flower. It just sounds like as though, you know, something like that. So I, I, and I, I keep sort of referencing the meta aspects, obviously, I don't know. We never know. We can never really truly know another human being. And, but like, I will say like there's, there were a couple of aspects that um, to the lead up to this, that made me think like, how, how is this, possible like I'm, I'm i already have in in game and in lore uh suspicions of um of of the story being about the melding of the real world and the dream world or like the unconscious and like the barriers melting between those two and i just find that the fact that i'm i'm feeling that in this world like like fourth wall breaking style like i feel like these barriers have melted away because that like we had it had no right to be as magnificent as it did almost um to have to introduce so much new language and um as i'll be talking about later in the show uh we have a name we have <laughs> you know that's we have um the protagonist's uh, norman's name sam and i just obviously to mention it earlier on i did a very very significantly long article which i'm totally okay with knowing that not many people dove as deep into it i spent about seven hours um researching the name sam and like bringing bringing because it is our first let's yeah. just say steve, steve did you see did you see that post steve yeah did you i see just want to know uh, oh yeah i think i saw it but i haven't read it yet i haven't read money most of the thing that have come yeah. after, the, after the trailer when yet, I, but uh yeah i saw it yeah go ahead Dean. when i read it yeah, I, I thought there were two replies, but then I, I figured, no, they're not replies, you're just continuing on with your with your theory. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right, yes, because actually there's a, um, a word limit. The whole the whole piece that I wrote was about yeah, yeah. 43,000 words long. So, again, yeah. that's not just all me. There's there's a whole bunch of like copy-paste quotes in there because that's sort of the basis of the article is is the name Sam. And, again, I always like give caveats like this could mean nothing. Obviously, I have no expectations. I'm not some person who's like, I've got it because you know we will never really know even after the game's released we'll never really know but there was something so engaging and enriching about diving into that and and yeah i'm just gonna um sort of uh hand hand the show off to this segment i recorded earlier with ray um it's my partner she um uh she does um, work with emotional intelligence and and uh, like human behavior and meaning and symbolism um so yeah she does life coach work in that way and um but she took it uh, the time um to because she has been sort of really uh, like uh, swept off as just as much as me um, about Death Stranding and the imagery. And I feel as though, as I've discussed many times on this show, that when something has this kind of um, this level of quality and when it's made this like passionately and masterfully, that it transcends genre and it transcends it, its usual intended audience. And Ray is not a very kind of video game oriented person, but the, the how much he was reading uh, and like we sort of took this time to kind of dive into this first solid piece of information which is the name sam um we sort of again dove into all these kind of connected but also en enriching subjects that um basically represented a very like very light kind of um but still very uh intriguing kind of um uh, step into a symbolic reading of the trailer and this discussions about like inner children and uh you know the consequences of like what happens when you feel fear like a little, little teaser i'll give you is like with that worker who floats up into the sky like he is like sam is like completely almost indifferent to what's happening on he stays centered um and that worker is immediately fearful. He's like, we're surrounded and all these things. And like part of what we sort of speculate on in the segment later is whether or not like the child intuitively like that is that is like his sort of 
baby that pod baby um that all of them carry that his one like it does that like forward flip and sort of almost like pieces out it's like okay well um maybe like yeah like it sort of responds uh, i feel to um that level of uh sort of um that heightened emotion and i think the the the, the um creatures that we'll discuss later sort of feed on on fear and then that's why um because he was freaking out and everything that, that oh. may have yeah so there's a little stinger oh, okay. um, for, for the that's nice. for the yeah exactly so i'll cut away to that later but um so does everyone have because we can do this if you like again i know dean you have um a window of time for yourself so um um, and yeah. I'll I'll just check now, Steve. How how are you with with time? Um, with eight, how much you're able? Uh, to I'm do? good, man. Don't worry. Exactly, because you know that, especially after a trailer like this, I can see us all. I just want us to feel free in expressing ourselves for as long as like we need to to get our points across. Um, and then I have a couple of shout outs to do to people that have been engaging with the podcast in the aftermath of the trailer that I just wanted to kind of give them shout outs. So I'll do that later. So that's pretty much um what the show is going to be, uh, listeners. So, um. If everyone does, everyone have the, the trailer in front of them, like able to scrub through or anything, or, or is it just burnt into your brain and we can just talk about it from memory? I know. Yeah, I think by that point it's just burnt into my yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, okay. Do, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, well, right. Uh, the first words we hear from our protagonist, which, by the way, a little mini thing, which is like a first time, is we have an actor um, in a Kojima game who is fully performance acted and performance and and voiced as well so we had Kiefer Sutherland for Snake um he was uh, had the sort of c the CG model of essentially an up-resed um snake uh increasingly higher definition since the uh, you know PS1 PS2 PS3 days um and so that was that that kind of melding but I don't know I just figured I'd sort of say that off the top it's that we've we actually have in a Hirokojima game a full performance capture like Andy Serkis style you know um and uh, also, uh, Steve, because you were on our last show, uh, we will at one point probably record a, uh, a like a, a TGA show that kind of because I will also want to go through like me and you, uh, me you and uh, um, uh, Louis's predictions and how much of them came true and stuff. So I want to do one of those down the line as well. Oh right, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just going to be this one's just going to be free form again. Like listeners, it's almost as though it's like the the idea is that you've just kind of. Um, uh, sort of like whatever your weekly catch up with like your disrounding like Kojima uh, kind of crowd or whatever and we're just sort of throwing it to each other saying what stood out to us most and all that stuff so feel free to add any it's very loose this this one guys so jump in with whatever you like I have so many thoughts obviously but um, you know what I'll just throw it to go Steve what were some of the things that jumped out at you about the trailer uh, I was just trying to figure out the um, what, what what's going on. I mean, we have a, a lot of clues. I mean, we know that there is a... Uh, I mean, at least two of these guys are part of this uh, Corpse Disposal Team 6, as uh, many people have pointed out. Uh, I still... I, I don't know what Norman's character role is still in all this. I mean, I... I don't know if he's still a driver. He hasn't... I don't know if he's part of this team of... Uh, Corpse disposal. Uh, corpse, corpse disposal. Uh, somebody actually pointed out in the in, in the subreddit that um, this trailer has a lot of uh, kind of. It has a lot of um, how should I put it? Like things in common with Egyptian culture and things mm -hmm. like that, and the and the and the Egyptian. Uh, you know, the significance of death and and gods and everything like that, and. Uh, 
I I kind of want to know what Norman was doing with this sort of mummy thing in the in the ground. I don't know if he's part of the this corpse disposal team. I my theory coming from the trailer is that it's kind of a a team of varied uh, of like varied people, various yeah. people like doing different roles. The two guys could be part of a corpse disposal team. Maybe Norman is I don't know. He could be the driver for all we know. And maybe there is a, a military guy who's the guy who who we see with the uh, with the you know the, the like the kind of raincoat and uh, that that points that makes the same gesture as as Matt's. We don't know if he's Matt's. Yeah. Um, a lot of people believe that guy is Matt's Mickelson's character. Uh, I, I'm not so sure about that because yeah. it might be a bit also seeing you know. Yeah, I mean, also seeing this trailer, I have a feeling that okay, we have like we have practically like two two teams. I mean, we have like. The guys that are alive, that are that are human-like, and we have the the creatures that are kind of represented by the black goo and the handprints and uh, stuff like that. And seeing the second trailer again makes me think Matt's, even though he's like hum- he's he's like a human guy. Yeah. Um, it makes me think he's working for the other team because you know he has the strands, like he can he can control the dead. Yeah. And everything like that. I don't, and his I don't hazard know if he kind of different. Made... You know, the the attachment. I, we've, people yes. have been calling it the hazard palm, but uh, yeah, the detector. His one is three pronged, or at least as far as we know, that configuration had three um, three petals. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, that's what I mean. The guy, the guy from from the third trailer has that has a tracker thing. Yeah. And Matt doesn't have doesn't have that same thing in the in the second trailer, which makes me think that maybe he's working for the other side, and maybe he. I don't know, got, got corrupted, or maybe, I don't know. Right, but, right. Um, I mean, the guys, as, as you pointed out, uh, one of the most one of the most uh, obvious things from the third trailer is that these guys, uh, both the Corpse Disposal guys and Norman, uh, they don't seem to be, I mean, there's a, a lot of crazy shit happening in the trailer, and they don't right. seem to be baffled or scared or anything. Yeah. So this just makes me think that, these guys have been in this world, in this backwards world, this situation for a long time. Yeah. They have the tools to kind of track the the opposition and maybe, I don't know, they, they have the baby womb technology. Maybe they can, I don't know, uh, use it to to also be like, to track these people. Right. And um, yeah, it makes me, uh, and, I mean, when the first the first time I, I saw the, the guy like, Floating in the sky and 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 landing on the on the on the jeep, I thought maybe this guy is gonna kill him or something. But they also yeah. don't seem to be surprised or anything by him. That's right. That's which right. makes me think he, which the, which made me think this guy must be part of the group. He must be like the the security guy of the group because he seems to have like a military fatigues and yeah. uh, behind the raincoat and. That's right. So that's a, that's the first thing I think, and he has like a weird mask who's also like maybe like. Looks very similar to the um, to the Ludens, uh, yeah. to the Ludens mask, uh, you know, underneath the uh, the helmet. Yeah, and that's right, that's uh, right. and uh, and it makes me think these guys are. I mean, these guys are maybe part of the same team, and and uh, they're they're just they're just being ambushed by these death things, these otherworldly things. No problem. And, yeah, that's 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 what I got from that that first part of the trailer. And when it comes to trying to figure out what's what's going on, that's right. Um, mm. do, uh, yeah, Dean, did you have any extra thoughts on that one? 
Yeah, I think I think the biggest clue to that 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 is Mads, and then he's actually some kind of a maybe third party, or even like you said, maybe he he was one of the good guys, and now he's a bad guy. Is in second trailer you see black goo all over him, so that might be you know how in, in this trailer the black goo like catches catches. I mean the Hidakujima and other figures from the black goo catches them and tries to kidnap them or something like that. Right. Uh, maybe that's what happened to Mads, and he was actually one of them, and was like, l- like in Horizon Zero Dawn, where you corrupt, maybe he's corrupt or something like that. That that could right. be a, a, a great. I think it would be a great plot, for example. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But mm, so, but uh, the the biggest point for me from this trailer, the, big, the greatest thing I loved about it. Is, is fucking music. I mean, yes. it ends up loading for sale. Oh my god. Uh, I, I there started, are like four parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I started getting quite like, like, I don't know if you felt this when you were like a kid or whatever, but like when certain music would come on or if like from like a certain horror movie, or maybe like The Exorcist or something, it mm-hmm. just tapped into some kind of weirdly like vulnerable primal kind of fear place and i have this weird thing of like you know not that much shakes me i'm pretty jaded i can kind of handle most stuff but the idea of being picked up and like you can't like like physically picked up and that like and drifting towards the sky and there's nothing you can do and and like that music Mm -hmm. dean you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like how the music shifts like it's this almost like tinkling sound but it's sinister and it's like that and it's inevitable and he's just reaching for that gun to try and shoot himself to make like and then mm-hmm. so many questions with that but yeah sorry to jump in on you but go ahead um uh, Dean. yeah yeah uh, exactly that's the congruence between music and events happening i mean hijima is master master in that and i actually i actually had points about the trailer here and one of the points is 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 looking for sell god that was one of the points so <laughs> that's right it's such a great that's such right. a great music yeah for sure. Uh, but that, that's, and again, that, that's that's why I love Kojima's cutscenes because these trailers are actually cutscenes and yeah. crazy. It's cra- it's crazy. I mean, this 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 uh, trailer blow my mind in so many in so many levels. Right. So yes, the other thing I need to mention here is cinematography. Cinematography. Yes all over the place i mean when that giant metal gear i actually thought it's metal gear for i don't know a couple of seconds yeah cinematography and uh, and camera work yes and camera um, yeah. and it has it has the same the same movement of camera from mgs5 uh, like it, yeah. it's it's every time it's uh, continuous it, it doesn't cut only yeah. after explore i guess but you can't really count. But you know the 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 curious thing about the camera work in and I mean, like you said, it's very similar to what, they, what he did in uh, the Phantom Pain. Mm. But you kind of, I, I also kind of feel that the camera has like this uh, presence, like like living presence, like you know, feeling to it. Like it's like it's actually there and it's part of the world and it's something watching. Yeah. Uh, I also, I also, I also think that because uh, I think we've seen two examples of. Uh, of of uh, people watching the camera and like it's addressing us. First was Matt Mikkelsen and mm-hmm. uh, in the second trailer and in this trailer the baby practically is like he's he's telling something to the camera, you know, in that yeah. in, in, the, in the in the part where 
we go inside Norman Reyes's mouth and uh, we'll see the baby there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Steve, just need to pull you up. You just said that sentence. That's the sentence you actually said. Yeah, yeah. And the camera and, goes and inside. That's, yeah. and, the, and, and the fact that I can say that sentence is what tells you that Kojima is doing whatever he wants exactly. and mm. nobody can stop him. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'll actually go, Dean. I keep jumping in and you go ahead, my friend. Oh, I just had one point. I, even if Norman Reyes was not in this trailer and I didn't know could and the 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 names of Hideo Kojima didn't uh, didn't wrote before. I, I would instantly knew that it's his trailer. Instantly, I would knew yeah. after one minute, maybe. It's it just Kojima is all over all over this trailer. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So, I wanted to say, um, you know, building on what you were, um, and I'll reference obviously both of uh, what you've what you've both said because I, I want to build on everything um, that's been brought up here by both of you, um, Steve. When you mentioned that, like, um, yeah, uh, you know, your, that sentence, like, we actually said that about you know uh, a camera flying down, um, the you know the uh, Norman Reedus's throat and 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 seeing a child in his esophagus essentially because some people theorize that it, it actually doesn't go to any like men don't have wombs so where could it have gone his stomach clearly I'm sure but we don't really it's hard to get unless we do a um, anatomical I'm sure they will we'll have like a, a a doctor of some kind maybe jump on the subreddit and say well if you if you look at the velocity of the camera how far how fast it was moving it would have only traveled up you know up until this point in the body therefore we can safely say who knows but um <laughs> but uh you know andrew house uh, and uh, mark cerny and there was a whole boast whole bunch of people there was sean Layden, there was cory barlog from god of war development team a whole bunch of others but um in the uh interviews that sort of occurred after the tga at uh, psx um there was a moment actually which i found quite touching that uh you know kojima and his translators sort of um basically said look without andrew house like Death Stranding as it is uh, would not have come to be actually Death Stranding at all it just wouldn't have been a thing uh, for me and mm. to have um, yeah. and, and he actually really emphasized that like the the turnover um, of how beautif- beautifully and, and like uh, how things align so 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 neatly and, and nicely uh, in the aftermath of all the Konami stuff um, and and him sort of stepping out I love how it's no longer when I left from Konami he doesn't it's, it's all when I became independent and I love that that's important um, he has expressed what he, whatever he's needed to express about that and it's just we don't need to say that name anymore he's not like super emotional or touchy about it it's just like i've just moved on which is great he'll he'll keep coming sort of thing um and um he says yeah and he says like he specifically said look without andrew house we wouldn't have that baby giving the thumbs up in um Normus's throat yeah. you know and i and i just like i yeah like i as i mentioned guys at the top of the show i'm still even that's what i tried i said look you know let's let's have a chunk of days where we can process this so we can actually accept that this is something that has really happened without over dramatizing or hyper emotionalizing or anything just just to have that start to sink in and we're 30 minutes in and i it still hasn't i i still feel like part of this is is like a, a weird awesome dream uh, that i'm gonna wake <laughs> up from at one point um yeah um I, you know what uh i have you know here actually i, I have to do do my due for our awesome and awesome uh, community who sort of where we sort of arose from the death Stranding reddit uh on the, under the post that i posted two days ago the entire show i said the entire show will be reading out the most thoughtfully crafted comments um brief or essay long can't wait to see what you've come up with and i posted about 30 questions like what was the golden face vibrating corpse and norman's first worlds are shut up don't even breathe what's your thoughts on that um will these uh devices be used as target reticules in a completely hud 
selfless game, you know. Um, the whales, why have they moved from the ocean to this self safe realm where the where the child um, transports Norman to, or where that explosion sends Norman to? I, I think there's a chance that um, there's actually a beautiful theory about those creatures being the scouts and the uh, large creature being sort of the feeding uh you know the mm -hmm. one that sort of feeds on like life and then of this sort of um uh, creature um in the sort of dream realm of that being uh like this i call it like the the scuttler you know it's just because it scuttles across the surface of the water and it sort of eats the corpse um that that might be um uh you know like like the cleanup crew kind of thing like it sort of eats everything that the colossus doesn't eat um we can go in so many directions uh i have so many comments here it it just has really lit lit up so i'm just going to do a just to make sure these people who, who these awesome people who, who who did write in if it's okay with you guys i'll just um read like they're really long so i might not get to reading all of them but is it cool if i shout a couple people out yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead. Fantastic. And yeah, and obviously, as you're as as I'm sort of relaying what they've expressed, please, like I don't know, take mental notes and see if there's anything that like you yourselves um thought of that is like these the, what I'm gonna read from the listeners sort of builds on or or like expands for you. So uh, we have ULT Sandwich um, two days ago. He said, my belief is that Kojima has given us lots of hints about the gameplay of Death Stranding. The HUD will be minimal and in the style of Dead Space, which is Oh, also uh, DS, you know the uh, acronym. Uh, losing health will have a much greater impact uh, than other games. It won't simply be, oh look, my health is low. I better be careful. Norman will age like the crushed dude, making the game harder and lower your health is. I love that idea. Um, there's a beautiful theory out there that the babies um, are being kept in those pods, uh, you know, perpetually. Like they are that that liquid keeps them from aging because, uh, you know, um, like they're like it. It's part of you know maybe uh sort of the nature of this world for um uh to have a, a pod baby is kind of like your lifeline like that saves you and and that you can possibly if if uh um you know confronted with what's happened what happens in the trailer that you can sort of uh, like instantly transport all your memories all your sort of consciousness into this baby and that's possibly maybe what happened with um uh with the cdt worker who has been on the reddit affectionately called gun guy or orange suit dude <laughs> you know um i really want to find out that actor's name so if any um anyone recognizes him from anything he looks like a young james cromwell and i tried to do like a reverse image search uh on him to see if i could um because the tg model is very accurate so but um yeah so i'll continue with uh, yulti sandwich he says vehicles seems obviously will be in the game I think it was confirmed some time ago, but um, uh, mm. it'll have stealth elements in it, with the main component being reducing or hiding your living status, because these creatures um, can smell life. They can't see, um, but they can hear breath and smell breath, which is life. So um, you know yeah. something. I am uh, actually I. I'm actually kind of glad that they show this kind of uh, technology elements in this trailer because. Um, <laughs> I mean, a few a few episodes ago, I mentioned that I wanted, I would like the Stranding to be a more uh, simple, subtle kind of open world game. I actually mentioned that I would like the game not to have a map. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, watching this kind of tracker technology these guys have, it makes me it, it makes me hopeful because um, imagine if this is just you're not giving a map or anything and you're just giving this this tracker thing and you need to interpret what the thing says. And I, I think it would be a perfect element 
uh, along with the uh, just just I mean a perfect element for a horror kind of yeah. thing because yeah you just I mean you, you you can see these things you you just you can see just handprints and things like that and you need to interpret what the tracker is telling you so you know where to go you know where to hide yeah, um, I think right. it's a brilliant so if that if, if it's I mean if if uh, I think if if this tracker is uh, used in this way in the in the in the in the game I think it's going to be a brilliant solution to to actually implement a horror element to a open world game. Yeah. And uh, also what you mentioned with the Dead Space, like, uh, uh, like you know, uh, the, no, no the HUD, color just, indicators. Just, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the, with, the, with the color indicators. I, um, I think that's also very... I mean, it's 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 the, the thing with Dead Space is the 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 minimal hub and the thing that, for example, the menus are just are part of a hologram that comes from your suit and everything. Yeah, um, it makes you feel like you're like you're there. It's it's mm. more realistic than just pressing start and seeing a menu come up. That's the and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I hope and I, and I hope uh, I'm right when I say that. Uh, that uh that that the stranding is going to be a, a game of that of that sort you know that with that more more intuitive more more immersive yeah. in that regard yeah absolutely go ahead dean no no i, I agree fully i even when i played witcher 3 uh, i removed all the hud and only make made those minimap uh, like that that she appear that it appears only when i'm sense mode yes, so yeah indeed. it's a deal break yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Without hood, it'll be great. Yeah. There are no hood. I exactly. Yeah. Heads up display for sure. And um, and I do the same thing, Dean, with the with the Witcher. Um, mm. It's anything on that screen that doesn't need to be there is. And I mean mm. this affectionately. I love the game designers. They've t- like they designed something really tight and um really useful. I realize in like really um. Uh, you know, clear and legible, all that, but um, just get that out of the way. I need to see as much mm. of that world as possible. Um, but it it made it made uh, racing uh, horse racing so difficult. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Like it, it, sometimes I'll turn it back on for things, and maybe um, Death Stranding will have a similar option. Um, so continuing on, actually, I like that, Steve. It's good. It's a good um sort of uh, kind of will help us give us some kind of structure. I'll read through. Um, uh, and I'll read through um, some of the beautiful content that we've been sort of given uh, really uh, like eloquently and like articulately sort of express. Again, we also have some shorter comments, which I'll re- get around to some of the stuff from Instagram, for example. Um, we were tagged in a beautiful piece of artwork, which I want to kind of shout that artist out as well, if they're listening. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, that, I like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll read along and you guys just jump in with whatever thoughts that like this catalyzes um, when you're sort of, uh, as I'm going through. So um, he mentions, uh, or she, uh, or they, also remember the compass on Mads in the second trailer, you will have one yourself. And when it goes haywire, you will know if a powerful, powerful enemy is near. Again, going along with that HUDs-less um, approach. So on the death mechanic, I think the game will have lives-based system with the lives being the babies. This is a pretty, um, yeah, pretty salient kind of uh, um, kind of uh, speculation. In addition, when you die and uh, you're given a choice, perhaps in the form of a quick time event of killing yourself, if you su- if you succeed, uh, you'll be resurrected, consuming one of your babies in the process. If you fail, you are still resurrected, but your body is used by the entities to create a new enemy. This enemy won't be in your game, but rather it will invade another player's game in the style of 
uh, Dark Souls and will appear like Mads did in the trailer, commanding undead warriors and otherworldly warriors. To defeat these enemies, you must dispose of them like the squad did in the trailer. Um, this is going quite a lot into saying, you know, how much of what we saw in the trailer could be considered gameplay. I believe some, something that's solid definitely is the babies. Again, all, all respects to uh, Ulti Sandwich for, for raising this, because it's always great to speculate. But I think two main takeaways are the uh, reticule. So uh, I when I saw um, the gun guy, um, you know, shoot at the invisible um, uh, beings, I call them the unseen, frankly, until we obviously hear their actual name. Um, uh, he the yeah the um, the hazard palm just sort of transforms into this sort of three pronged um, reticule, which is great, um, and it would be a a nice way uh, to sort of do um, aiming in a hudsless way, and then I agree with the, the baby dynamic as well. Um, and did anyone have any thoughts on the idea of uh, you know Mads basically having you know allied himself with these um, sort of ink beings or these like uh, beings of death, and that he's kind of gained command over death with you know how he has these umbilical cords leading into those soldiers in the second trailer? Do you think that's mm -hmm. a pretty solid thing, guys? Yeah, for sure. I think that's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, uh, I mean, something yeah. like that, not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Um, how about you? Yeah, Steve? I think like I, like I mentioned before, like I mentioned before, uh, Matt comes off as a kind of uh, Colonel Kurtz yes. character, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he just went mad or something, where he just went <laughs> mad or he just got corrupted by these otherworldly, uh, mm. backwards creatures, invisible creatures, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because we still don't know what this what the this opposition enemies want. We we <laughs> we saw that they feed on the they kind of feed on the living. They feed on this guy who mm. who rather be dead than got eaten, and he got eaten, and, and then something happened. Uh, some people I think were saying that um, when this happens, uh, the, the explosion just practically takes your world to yeah. the uh, to the kind of underworld or another dimension or something yeah and um yeah it's it's interesting when it comes to maths i just uh yeah i just uh, it, i mean seeing the second trailer you kind of get the feeling he's in the other side True. and uh absolutely and yeah and one of the and, and the thing with the babies is that it's uh, uh, well it's obviously kind of also like a, an, an energy source Yes. For at least for the tracker thing, since yes. uh, since when the guy just throws the the, the, the artificial wound to the ground, uh, he just he can't use the tracker anymore. The tracker dies. Mm -hmm. So uh, at least that's kind of that's kind of confirmed that it's like an energy source. Maybe it's also like a uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it's also like a, it it react the baby reacts every time one of these death. Invisible, yeah. unseen, like you call them up here. Yeah, I mean they closed. power they power the hazard palms directly. Um, so uh, when you're holding uh, one of the pod babies, the you know the uh, hazard palm detector that comes alive, and it's like they're connected in some way. I I could possibly see the hazard palms basically being a way for the babies to communicate, because it's it could be the babies who are um, sort of clairvoyant or, or um, uh, like telekinetic or whatever, um, or um, you know. Yeah, I think whatever that expression is. Oh, I'm blanking. What's the thing for people who can read minds? Uh, gosh, it's early in in Australia. Um, whoever, what's the, what's the phrase? Uh, Charles Xavier, go. Telekinesis. Tele Tele is that telekinesis? No, telekinesis says moving objects. Um, 
I have people yelling at the podcast right now. Um, I it's very okay, mind reading. Yeah, <laughs> Just mind, mind reading. reading. Yeah, mind reading. Exactly. Okay. Mind so, reading. Yeah, I feel I really feel that that could be because um, you know children can't like babies, especially like you know womb babies who aren't even born yet um, or probably never will be born. Um, they they can't speak. So I could see uh, I could see that. Um, you mentioned dreams, Steve. We have the dream catcher. Uh, on Norm's back. Um, That's right. Yeah. And he's literally caught. You know, before you know, before we go to the, you know, before we go to the dreamcatcher, I also was wondering, uh, when it comes to the babies, a lot of people were predicting or hoping for a female protagonist or a female character. Yes. I'm wondering if it's by by, by this point, it's it's uh, intentional that there are no females in, in that there are no females in this in this mm. in this game. Yeah, I kind of wonder: exactly. Are these babies kind of grown, like kind of Matrix-style thing, or yeah, and, you know, people don't can can have babies anymore because they're like artificial or something? Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. It kind of makes me wonder why why we haven't seen like yeah, women some, in this game. Absolutely. Somebody mentioned somebody mentioned on the Reddit that all the crabs are female and they are in some sort of process of birth or something like all the dead crabs. Right. So I think it's that the theme is definitely about women and being pregnant or motherhood or something like like we talked before about mm. yeah that, that's that's yeah, great. Also, I mean, some of the some of these shadow creatures look like look, look like women and uh, yeah. the the colossus the colossus monster has like an umbilical cord. So true. Um, yeah. 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 The thing the thing about the thing I love about the villains antagonists or the, these other other worldly creatures is is that they feel a lot more powerful than we are and and I love that fact I love the fact that the enemies will probably be uh, a lot tougher and uh, we we probably don't, can't even shoot most of them maybe only skeletons but right. uh, yeah this this gives for great new mechanics yeah, yeah, you also get the the feeling that it's going to be also maybe a, a survival kind of game because mm. uh, Maybe. I mean, the guy. The guy says, "Oh my God, we're surrounded," and he doesn't just he doesn't just takes out his gun and and everybody. It's it's not like a, the the guys aren't soldiers and things like that. The, the the only guy that appears to be like a soldier, which is the the one that makes the same Matt's uh, gesture, he kind of just fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of tells me that it kind of tells me that it's more like a survival uh, thing, and maybe it's. The thing is that I, I remember, I might be misremembering, but Kojima mentioned that the game was going to be about something that, stra that got stranded in this world. Yes, I'm and, reading a comment right now about that. Um, they and, said, yeah, exactly. and, yeah, and I mean, something got stranded in this world and maybe, I mean, just completely destroyed the world and turn it into this post-apocalyptic thing and maybe the humans lost. And we are in the, in the middle of a where the story takes place maybe i don't know hundreds of years later where yeah. where i don't know the, the the humans are just barely surviving to these horrible creatures they cannot even see and they they, they barely have the technology to 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 kind of i don't know escape from them mm. i mean you you kind of get the feeling but i mean with the, like i said with a camera worker uh, where the colossus thing uh, appears you kind of get the feeling i mean how 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 do you fight this thing i mean it's kind of it's kind of giving you the feeling that okay, we're you're 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 fucking lost. You're you. There's nothing to do against these creatures, you know. Right. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, Dean, did you have any thoughts on that one? Uh, just, just that maybe these villains or th those creatures um, 
for them, what they're doing to us is like it's like what we are doing to animals, something like that. So they're not evil for for the sake of be, being evil. They're just, they just see us as as ants or as other animals. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're just not intelligent enough to be to matter. I thought of it so, like so plankton. That, you know how it just picks up that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just like feeding on us. Um, bridges, uh, as an organization, could have been maybe actually. Maybe, you know, bridges seems to be uh, you know related, obviously, to the corpse disposal. Um, maybe they are also the organization that sort of uh, precipitated um, the uh, fourth explosion, which uh, Sam refers to in in his um, uh, um, yeah, voiceover. Uh, that uh, they. It's a little bit bloodborne style, like they went too far and they um, tried to kind of conquer, you know, wormholes and like to be able to sort of, uh, you know, uh, accelerate techno technological development and like a human expansion of the human species uh, and obviously breaching for, um, you know, deeper and deeper knowledge of the universe. And that at one point um, something occurred where an explosion sort of. Um, uh, you know, something was messed with that shouldn't have been messed with in terms of maybe the structure of the universe, which began this thread, a strand, if you will, um, unraveling, and um, slowly the, the sort of veils between uh, dimensions begin to melt, and um, creatures that we should, we, we can't ba barely even comprehend what, like what they are, mm -hmm. like that last creature, you know, the scuttler, um, they have access to us and for us for you know i kind of see it as though like oh a whale is just kind of doing its thing going about its business in the sea and then it suddenly sees like a pocket open and there's like a bunch of krill in there of course it's going to head towards that and start feeding because it's just what it does and i feel um that the one of the uh, you know uh, redditors suggested like these creatures may have like malicious intent but part of me also feels like they're just um I think obviously the fact that they take you know ha like five hand five fingered like human forms is a bit perverse uh, because if you're hunting um, those handprints are also enormous so they can't possibly be uh, you know like it, there's a, there's a, yeah I you know going off of that actually it just catalyzed a new thought um, when they're absorbed. Um, like the corpses, which the corpse, by the way, seems to have a very long head. It doesn't look terribly human. When they're absorbed, they go to the land of the dead. They get warped by these creatures and then sent back as sentries or as hunters, hunter seekers um, that are invisible and that like they resemble humans. But the only reason for that is um, not out of their own origin. It's it's like as like a perverse kind of imitation of us um, and like maybe a side effect of what they're kind of what the the shape that they take you know um to uh, when they're sort of like sm like sniffing out life and and, and hunting so um, did, did you guys have anything that like that sort of spiel i just did sort of catalyze or anything or or anything connected to what i was just discussing no no that's cool not really i mean uh <laughs> When it comes to the, um, I, I like I like I told you when when I said the um, that perhaps there was some catastrophe or or yeah. anything like that. I, I I get I get the feeling that it's something like you you kind of see this this kind of trend in like '90s Japanese anime and manga where they they do like post apocalyptic things where something horrible happened, there was a big explosion, and now the new nation is called, like, Neo-Tokyo, like in Akira, you know? Yeah, and maybe true. and maybe this, this, the same thing happens here, and now it's called United Cities of America, and Bridges is this organization. I have no idea what 
Porter is. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what, what your I think it's a surname, frankly. Are about that. You know, um, I, you I think, think it's a surname. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a surname because why would he put his surname all over his? No, I his, think it's more uh, like a role. A bro- more like a role. Yeah, it could be. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. I read something that it's, it's like something about uh, he wears something or, or he, he, he like uh, drives them or something, something like that. He, yeah, something like that. I'm not sure, but I read Porter, somewhere about yeah. it. Porter means bearer, yeah. like someone who carries something. Bearer. He's, he's obviously right, right, right. carrying the child, so there's a there's a there's a, an, an allusion there. Um, but uh, actually, speaking of which, um, for those who are interested in the sort of etymology of the name, I I think now is a better uh, like a good time, um, you know, a better time than any to, to, to sort of cut to this segment. We'll obviously, as we're just discussing, we won't be waiting for as long as the segment goes for. We'll just sort of dive right back in. But um, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, we have a segment um, that I recorded with my partner uh, who, uh, sort of breaking down the name Sam and its sort of meaning and, and, and the choice. Again, it may obviously result that we he just here... He, he may reveal Kojima down the line that he just sort of picked it for its sort of simplicity, or just the phonetic sound of it, you know. But um, we sort of uh, indulge ourselves and uh, dive into some amazing congruencies and some great uh, connections and parallels um, between, uh, you know, we sort of draw on three Sams. One is Samuel Beckett, one is Samuel Johnson, and one is the biblical slash demonological Samuel slash Samuel in, in sort of uh, the Bible kind of thing. And we just like break everything down and just uh, analyze it uh, through a lens of like uh, meaning and human behavior, uh, emotional intelligence and symbolism. Uh, you know some of the and that's yeah and then again speaking for those who maybe might just be joining us now or like um, for those who uh, wanted to uh, kind of skip straight to that segment, I'll I'll, I'll kind of uh, create a sort of timestamp here. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the work that uh, that Ray does. It's sort of this life life coach stuff that she does, and I um, I'm really excited. So please enjoy. Welcome Death Stranding podcast listeners. This is me, Albert, and this is a segment that I uh, briefly alluded to in the post that I made uh, about seven hours ago, which was has a very long title, but it starts with, here is my beginning, a great commotion of mind, etc., etc., and it is essentially a, um, a pretty much a deep dive on the name Samuel and a couple of other elements that have kind of been uh, on my mind and, and uh, on other, I'm sure, yourselves as listeners' minds as well, um, going into, uh, yeah, the, sort of the aftermath of the trailer. And what this is a little bit impromptu, but I wanted to introduce uh, my wonderful partner, Ray. Uh, introduce, introduce yourself, Ray. Hello, I'm Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And I've described her here um, as uh, like basically, yeah, like you have insights in our experience together that what we've talked about with like emotional intelligence, about symbolism and meaning and, and people's behavior. And what we sort of naturally started doing after viewing the trailer um, was um, just breaking down some of what we saw and and as like I'm just basically getting around to what sort of catalyzed this um, uh, sort of, uh, as I mentioned in the pre-show, just tucking this sort of segment in to um, the episode was some of the things you started telling me about essentially Samuel Beckett. Like he's the main of the yeah. three the three Sams you told me. So um, what is your uh, relationship 
literary-wise that you've experienced either in academic settings of, of Samuel Beckett and how do you um, connect with his or resonate with his writing? Yeah, um, well, I guess I just want to begin by saying, you know, the interest really in this context came from knowing that Hideo Kojima would not name the protagonist Sam without a reason or a purpose behind it. So he, he's extremely dense in his symbolism. And so I just thought it was interesting in terms of what what he could have meant or what he could have really referred to by talking about the name Sam and naming Norman Reedus's character's name uh, to be Sam. And so, you know, we did this deep dive into it yesterday, but really the first thing that came to my mind was the name Samuel. It's a Hebrew name and which really means that God has heard. Mm. Like that's, that's what it really means. Uh, or it could also be the name of God. Um, and th there are the books of Samuel's in the Old Testament. And Samuel was the last of the ruling judges, you know. Yeah. And, and so what, what was interesting to me was that he led the um, Israelites during um, a period of uh, ruling by the Philistines. And then the Philistines were ultimately defeated in, <laughs> in, in, in a war, right? And so, so that, you know, he himself was uh, leading this battle and um, saving his people. Um, that also was really interesting to me in, in terms of the name yeah. of the protagonist. He was so, reflected in the sequence when as he, uh, he was implied to be the leader there because he's the one that stayed sort of the most calm and collected while the sort of, I call them the unseen um, mm -hmm. for now, while they attacked. And as you mentioned, like um, the things didn't go well for his team, did they? Mm -hmm. No, that they didn't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and, and so just, you know, thinking about the name Samuel, uh, just beyond the etymology, then led me to think about, okay, well, who else is called Samuel, you know, who are famous figures called um, Samuel that bears that name? And uh, the first person that came to my mind was, of course, Samuel Beckett. Yes. Um, and and so, you know, hence, so just wanted to give a bit of context in terms of why I was thinking about that and why Beckett came into my mind. Um, and and I thought, of course, um, Samuel Beckett, uh, you know, underpins some of the things that we witnessed in the in the trailer. And so, you know, I'll just give you a little bit of context into my relationship with um, Beckett's writing. I first came across Beckett when I was doing my honours in English literature. And you know about this because I've talked to you about That's it right. before. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was some fun times with, with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, so like the author that I was focusing on um, did his PhD in, uh, in, in Beckett's writing. So I wrote my thesis on J.M. Coetzee, a South African post-colonialist uh, author, and he was deeply inspired by Beckett. And so that's where I first came across Beckett's writing. Yeah. And um, beforehand, I was really drawn to Beckett because I had studied absurdist literature and no one does existential absurdism better than Samuel Beckett. Um, <laughs> you know, um, he he really offers like a you know simultaneously kind of funny but tragic uh, outlook on on life and 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 you know he's someone who is so poignant and poetic and at the same time just so um, yeah sad and bittersweet. Uh, like nobody does layers or no one does the spectrum of, um, you know, human emotion and the emotions of 
the human existence like right. like Beckett. And so that's why I thought it would be really interesting to see whether um, Waiting for Godot or some of other um, Beckett's like elements play into what Hideo was trying to do aesthetically and, and thematically. With Death Stranding, absolutely. Um, and my uh, connection to Samuel Beckett, we have a channel here in Australia called SPS. I'm not still to this day, I'm not <laughs> sure, sure what it stands for, but uh, I remember seeing a production. It was an uninterrupted, no commercials uh, production of um, A Waiting for Godot uh, yeah. with Alan Rickman. Um, mm-hmm. as one of the, as one of the, um, I think also Patrick Stewart was, um, may have been involved. I'll have to do some research with that, but essentially again, what struck me immediately was just in his writing, which is so evocative. And so it conjures up so, so much imagery. And in fact, when I was doing my essentially seven to eight hour deep dive uh, yeah. through, through Goodreads, the less spoken about it <laughs> around my sleeping pattern, I don't want my yeah. sleep- I don't want it to hear hear me talking about it that way. It's it's finally, you know, maybe getting some sleep unconsciously. But um, yeah. Um, so, but what I what I discovered is that there is a, um, and this is why, like, I I I I know that Death Stranding uh, sometimes um, is an open invitation for heavy conspiratorial uh, associations, and um, because of that blank canvas, a lot of people sort of fill fill that space, especially um, when we were sort of waiting for uh, a few more hints and, and in terms of content. Um, I, mm. I did sort of see a lot of um, very, let's just say, quite wild theories and um, uh, sort of develop. And then, um, but what I really uh, f- think is very important, especially in legitimizing this connection, is to make sure you don't uh, just associate things out of nothing, which the term for that is, I, yeah. named, I named one of my, um, I'm graduating soon, and I, I named one of my, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Thanks, um, I named one of my projects apophenia, and a few of you might not know what the phrase apophenia means, it is essentially the human tendency to, perf- to perceive um, patterns where there are none, um, mm. so, and what I find with that is, especially with someone who, as you said, Ray, um, he, he invests, um, and this is sort of DNA, uh, uh, writer DNA that he shares with Samuel um, uh, Hideo is that he he really does invest in meaning. He doesn't just throw it in there to be random or to be like there's such an intent and and, pur- yeah. and purposefulness to to what he includes. So when I started seeing these common uh, references to like oceans and sinking through the ground and like mm. mud, muddy ground and like darkened skies and I was just like this is the third trailer. This is it yeah. all connected and and I got like I just became one giant goosebump when you started telling yeah. me about that. So go ahead. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the beauty of being a critical, the beauty of analyzing a creative work is that sometimes you can go somewhere where the author originally did not intend or you can, uh, you can either add to it, you can discover something or, you know, you can um, really create something of your own um, when interpreting a creative work. So the, the purpose of, of exploring this is not to definitively point the finger and say, okay, this is definitely what he intended. It's to more, you know, look at the name and say, okay, the protagonist's name in a game or in a, in a creative experience is important. It's significant. And so the name Samuel, the name uh, of this character, what could it mean or what could this tell? tell us about this world um you know the the answer isn't so much you know being certain it's to more uh, really gauge and gain a deeper connection with the work as as you're waiting for it to reveal itself 
Absolutely. In fact, speaking of which, um, as a perfect um, tee-up segue, I don't know if that was intentional on your part either. Boom! Uh, but um, but Samuel has a quote. I'm, I'm obviously it's I sort of um, uh, tripped myself over a bit with uh, having put so many in one place. But I admitted at the top of the article that it was more like a almost like a hub of articles. Mm -hmm. So I'm scrolling a little bit. But essentially, what you just said about how um, uh, it's it's a, a lot about. Um, what you discover on the way to wondering what the thing is um, mm. instead of coming to that definitive definition um, and uh, there's like um, I mean where, where where to begin I mean part of me feels like we would have enough like again this this sort of um, uh, this sort of work gives it fuels me so much I mean I'm, I'm speaking to you pretty cogently as someone who has had less than an hour sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and that is all attributable directly um, to, uh, to 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 like how much I was resonating with um, Samuel's work, um, so Beckett's yeah. work. So I almost feel look, I'll just pull one out of nowhere and we'll just go off of there, just to make sure we don't have like decision paralysis. So mm. um, let's see. So we go. That is what I find so wonderful that not a day goes by, hardly a day, without some addition to one's knowledge, however trifling. Mm. The addition I mean, provided one takes the pains. So implying that you do need to invest to be able to um, extract information and glean and, and add extra uh, sort of um, spheres of knowledge to yourself you have that's that's it requires active participation which is what the interactive medium is about and like Beckett obviously wouldn't have been referring to what interactive artistry eventually became but yeah exactly but you know what I mean like it demands yeah, that engagement of course. Exactly. yeah of course and you know what like and I think at the heart of it, what Beckett and Kojima share is that they're, they're both extremely taken with what it means to be alive and to exist, yes. right? You know, the, the, like Beckett was really interested in what it means to exist in a world that resisted the search for meaning, um, the, that resisted the search for, for truth and, and essentially a life that didn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Right. So a lot of, you know, um, like texts that came out of the enlightenment, like talked about how great it was to be a human being and how dignified we are and how, how much progress we made. Right. And, and so Beckett was sort of obsessed with the shadow yeah. of, of humanity and, and really the darkness that, uh, that, belied belied all of that greatness that came out of the enlightenment and so you know he talked a lot about like what about the people who despite their efforts um can't lead dignified lives you know uh you know and and so the characters are really born out of uh his curiosity about suffering about consciousness about about life and and existence and you can clearly see that in in the game as well which i find really interesting Absolutely, and and I had shown you the two previous trailers, which I remember um, we had a similar kind of. Um, obviously, I hadn't started the the Death Stranding podcast yet, or interactive artistry for that matter, mm -hmm. but I do remember us having yeah, just like these talks that um, would eventually. That was sort of the the the, the, the sort of germination of, of um, what eventually turned into what's sort of taken shape with um, interactive artistry. Um, but I remember when we discussed William Blake when we discussed mm -hmm. um, some of the imagery of uh, you know um, as I as I as I sort of conjured a little bit in one of the previous episodes of um, the second trailer evoking uh, Joseph Conrad's um, you know uh, and, and then by extension Apocalypse Now you know the the, the, the rogue colonel you know um, yeah at the very end so there's it's it's so rich um, 
uh, what 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 can be sort of um, dive, dove in into. And speaking of di- diving into, actually, did you have a point that did you want to expand on that, Ray? Oh, you know, yeah. And so just as as you're talking about Blake, you know, you've got um, uh, the Blake quote, which starts the game, which I which I absolutely love. You know. Um, to see infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in in an hour. And what is really important is from Augurs of Innocence. Um, and well done. What's really important, yes. And, and you know, but, but like what you see in Blake and in Beckett and in Kojima, again, there's this strand, if you will, where right. all of these authors are talking about the relationship between the universal and the particular right mm, how how does how does one person how does oneself represent all of what is how does one person represent all of consciousness and so you see um these threads carry themselves throughout the narratives and again you'll see that there are archetypes and norman's character or the character of sam again has a really really big important relationship with the universal and the particular. So yes, he is a man, and yes, the shadows are characters, but each of them have a dialogue between the universal and the particular in the way that they carry themselves out in the game. Absolutely, yeah. And um, there's some of the quotes that he's mentioned, um, are both uh, Kojima and, and Norman, um, in reference to the character, which we now know to be Sam before we didn't, um, was uh, the idea of us being him and and it's in the introduction of the show actually yeah. it's like no no we won't be playing him you'll be him mm. um, which which definitely leans and in fact prompts discussion and and speculation into um how much further he wants to take this notion of the the meta the, the meta um the meta commentary you know and this is something yeah. where i remember um when i was sort of um, giving you a bit of background on hideo like he he pi- pioneered um one of the sort of standout kind of game breaking so to speak or game changing sequences where you were you were facing um a sort of a, a boss called um psychomantis who in the game is a sort of clairvoyant um tele- telekinetic uh, almost like 11 really and then also with the ability mm-hmm. to read minds um and you weren't able to progress um he he knew all your moves every every time you moved the controller he would move there so he was undefeatable um yeah and only by actually you physically moving one because back then the consoles had to controller ports for one for player one one for player two you actually had to physically move um that port from controller one to controller two and, yeah. and in the game he started being confused as like i can't read you anymore and i can't you know uh i can't and, and, mm. and, and it, it required you to actually and so what is also holds a lot of intrigue um uh with death stranding is that like playstation 4 inherently is connected to social media um you've probably you've probably seen me occasionally share screenshots of, of here and there and and that's tied into um inherently and there's this themes these themes of connection um yeah and he's going to i'm, I'm certain that he's going to mess with us um with notifications and uh stuff that he's it's it's just delightful <laughs> for someone like him who wants to um sort of permeate um but sort of taking it back to, to Beckett, um, I uh, one thing that I was majorly struck by was, um, as you said, there's this these layers to to the man where he can one hundred one hundred percent come off as extremely aloof and extremely confrontational and yeah. to an extent depressed. In fact, I think that he navigated separating himself from his art, however intense uh, and existential it got, uh, in a healthier way. Maybe if uh, Beckett had Twitter back then, um, mm. <laughs> he'd have been able to <laughs> vent uh, and uh, sort of um, occupy himself um, 
the way that um, that Kojima has. But um, that's what that's what I picked up. Um, quite that was quite a standout with that. And um, actually, Ray, you go through, yeah. and I picked one. I want you to pick one of the ones that I um, that I sort of um, the ones that have the Kojima connection underneath. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, something something that came to mind uh, just as you were speaking yes. is because I'm looking for common themes and common themes that I noticed in Beckett's writing and yes. in in the trailer. And so one other thing that I noticed was that both um, creatives or artists are really interested in the theme of defeat, like what does it mean to be defeated or to lose? And I saw this in the trailer a lot, you know, yeah. is, is defeat a state of mind? Is it a state of your emotion or is it something that can be determined um, based on facts or circumstance? Um, and so you'll notice like the way that Norman dealt with the approaching shadows and the figures Right. And and the way that he managed and regulated his state of being in that moment um, led him to be lost and in pain and suffering. And yet he wasn't defeated. True. Right. Because if, if we define defeat objectively, then then you could say that, yes, he's living in a complete shit pit and everything around him has, has gone wrong, right? The, the, the situation is completely hopeless. There's no sign that there is really a life to sustain apart yes. from, you know, the child that lives within him, Yes. right? And so, but if we define, measure defeat or success in terms of, um, his state of being, his consciousness, his humanity, and, and his own spirit, then you'll see that whether you are defeated or whether you win in this world has to do with you. Absolutely, yes. And right. when we uh, discussed um, the reaction, we're calling him Orange Suit Man or the CDT worker, who essentially was the, the guy who um, was trying to kind of rescue the uh, the pinned driver, which was happening there, obviously, physically. But when I saw that symbolically, I can't, again, um, we wouldn't have this podcast if this element didn't, um, like, no smoke without a fire, like uh, uh, Kojima, mm-hmm. Kojima relishes and, in fact, very much leans into symbolic readings of his work. Um, uh, even though there's also another beautiful... Um, um, a quote here by Beckett that also says something that I think Kojima would have a bit of fun with uh, and phrase in another way himself. He says, "Why? When will they stop adding more meaning to my work than I already put in?" You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which is that as well. But uh, the way that I read that symbolically is absolutely building on what you said, Ray. Um, he stayed centered. Um, yeah. There's this aspect of, and I and that's why I put it um, in in the sort of title of the post. Um, that he remains to an, to to an extent emotionless in this mm. in, the, in this moment of great like calamity and and great yeah. ex- extreme um, hazard and and, and danger, um, yeah. and that with that though. Um, when we look at again the the, the abandonment of of um, not the abandonment but essentially the recognition of that CDT worker of his sort of fate and his acting on that in a non uh, calm and and centered way was what I believe um, kind of uh, because they do sim- share that symbiotic relationship what caused his sort of um, so that sort of child that was attached to him and that that inner child mm-hmm. i suppose uh, to sort of um essentially jump ship he does that forward flip and just says yeah. pieces out because he knows that um he's freaking out and um mm. the, definitely the um 
the monsters are drawn are drawn to that. And I, the way I put it in one of the posts is that it seems almost as though he's in a state of like Norman's character Sam is in a state of like no mind. He's not even thinking because yeah. thinking could lead to anxiety and worry would lead to fear and fear would lead to terror and that would draw the monsters so yeah. is this state of peace and non-being even though it can be externally associated with apathy uh or um uh you know um emotionlessness when in fact that silence is that truth and in fact beckett all over the place he talks about when you silence wow. yourself yeah you can yeah. you can um, hear the true rhythms of the universe yeah and that that was really important what you just said because if you read any of beckett's play you will always find that every single person or every single character in his plays are suffering. Yes. Right? Um, and also, like, in his 20s, like, Beckett, when Beckett was suffering from, like, severe depression, yes. he started to read the philosophy of Schopenhauer, right? Mm, yeah. And Schopenhauer, he proposed that the world was grounded in suffering. <laughs> right and and so this was a view of the world that Beckett really appreciated like he he liked Schopenhauer's this justification of unhappiness it's like okay um our drives desires only bring us more pain and torment so desire is something that we have to fight and so suffering is a theme that was fundamental to Beckett's work but what made him an optimist was the theme of perseverance mm, agreed, right agreed you, right. you, and and there's that quote in what uh, uh, in waiting for Godot, you know. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll keep coming. You know? What is it? You must you must go on. I can't go on. I'll go on. You know. That's right. And and then you'll have Kojima saying, "I'll keep going." Yeah. Right. So the optimism or the light in in Beckett's work and in Kojima's work, again, the same strands come through with with this theme of perseverance. Right. True. And, and and it's really interesting because that spectrum between suffering and perseverance is actually just it, it's, it's one of beauty, because what you have is ongoing obstacles. Right. There's there's no way out of this apocalyptic struggle. <laughs> that True. is that is life. That's right. That is, That's right. That is consciousness that is living. <laughs> but but the characters persevere and suffer. They do both. True. Absolutely. And I'm actually with with some of the sort of talks we've had previously outside of also uh, Death Stranding uh, in terms of the context of life. What I'm finding sort of observing us speaking about this is that language of, of the kind that you and I sort of um, use to discuss issues like um, just like the human experience and like people's behavior and, and stuff. It's leaning. It's like sliding so, so easily into discussion about Death Stranding. And that cannot be taken for, for granted because for a game to not only sustain this kind of discussion, but encourage it and provide new spheres of thought for it, um, you know, yourself as like, as I've mentioned in sort of the article, I say uh, a specialist in behavior and emotional intelligence and, uh, and meaning uh, through the work that you do with your clients. Like uh, I mm -hmm. find it very, um, I take it, as as you know this endeavor that i'm be beginning with interactive artistry of legitimizing um the uh, sort of artistic and creative and philosophical and intellectual and spiritual emotional worthwhileness of the medium um i find that um i find that beautiful that that, that you're able to speak so naturally and it's a, a a wonderful sign that i sort of pat my heart and i say well this this yeah. me this medium and and these creators are, are worthwhile because they're able to um, be understood in, in in the in the lens that you um, view things through with when you and yeah and that yeah yeah exactly and and you know like I find Hideo Kojima to be an extremely literary man like he's he's someone who's 
so involved um, and engrossed in the world of art. Like you see, his, see it in his love of film and his love of poetry. And so you can, you can tell he sort of breathes and lives this world. And so there's absolutely, you know, no reason to separate him from, from that, which an artist does. Um, you know, in fact, I think he's really evolving the medium and he's adding something new to it, which I think is, is really beautiful. Um, mm. And yeah, so I, I think it, like just because it's a game, it doesn't take away the the density or the symbolism or the depth to which it can explore, um, you know, questions of humanity and questions of what it means to be alive. And so I, I think he definitely does that. And that's why it's one of the very few games or interactive experiences that I'm personally interested in because I I I, I see the the layers and I see, um, the symbolism and I, and I feel really, uh, interested just to see, you know, what he's going to do next and how he sort of created this world, uh, which really is, you know, a work of art. Mm, absolutely. I'm, uh, looking at, um, I'm just going to, again, just sort of trust to the universe, bring up one of them, that movement of an extreme complexity where taking place seemed certain. And yet what a simple thing it seemed that vast yellow light, sailing slowly behind my bars and which little mm. by little the dense wall devoured and finally eclipsed and now yeah. it's, and now its tranquil course was written on the walls a radiance scored with shadow then a brief quivering of leaves if they were leaves then that too went out leaving me in the dark and as, mm. we, know, as we know the the third trailer opens up with quivering um plants and leaves sort of decaying um and yeah. then as as you mentioned the interplay between this very very bleak scenario mm. in, interdispersed with this as you said tragic comic like at one yeah. point we go we fly down uh, sam's esophagus and we see a beautiful cherubic thumbs up from that little baby yeah and we know that there's a silver lining <laughs> and yeah and there's this as as uh has as is alluded to in the earlier in the article the theater of the absurd which which samuel mm -hmm. was a uh a pioneer of or at least a very recognized figure of so um ray yeah. doing a little check on you how do you feel could we honestly could we could dive into this for many hours couldn't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, yes we could absolutely this was originally just going to be a quick 50 minute chat but look looking at we're almost at the 30 minutes so um uh, yeah, look, I, if, if, if you're happy with that, if you didn't have any other, if you had any other closing thoughts, um, sort of, um, as we sort of wrap up this sort of, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the main thing I, I could, I could say is really like, um, just to, you know, draw close to this is the name Sam is important for a, a wealth of reasons. Yes. Um, the first is, uh, you know, for reasons of etymology in terms of what it means, he's a, a hero figure. And of course we haven't even delved into yes. <laughs> the, the archetype of the hero and what that means. And that's another, another area entirely, which has to do with, you know, Campbellian literature and, and what, what the archetype means, you know, so what, was important to me though is to look at a literary figure or literary reference that really um you know sheds light on um not only the aesthetics of this work but also the themes of death stranding yeah. and samuel beckett is such an important beautiful writer like he is one of the few people i believe who really understood the complexity of reality the complexity of 
of being human, of being conscious. And he was someone who really danced with that. He really, um, you can see it in his word. You can see that there's a poetry to his words and there's a um, sort of relentless courage to him that he sort of looked at suffering and death and um, fear in the eye. And he was able to still instill that experience with perseverance and with friendship and, and with uh, connection. And so just just that courage um, in his writing, I think, is really important um, because we see that in the trailers and we see it in Hideo's personal and professional life. And I think that is something really interesting as we find out more and more about, you know, the, this world of Death Stranding going forward. Absolutely. I mean, the man himself, Samuel Beckett, he quoted in his work Proust. He said, friendship, according to Proust, is the negation of that, irre <laughs> of that irredeemable solitude to which every human being is condemned, which is the subtext is this is a very grumpy way of saying, I'm glad I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, which uh, which we've seen, you know, um, he actually doesn't t touch on it as much now. He was very um, respectfully polite uh, in the direct aftermath of what happened with Konami, which I, I've told you a bit about with essentially yeah. they just didn't value him either as an artist or a human being. And that had the consequences yeah. it did. Uh, that's a very succinct way of putting it. There's a lot more layers to it. But um, mm. uh his friends were there and he said in the recent interview um it's about 10 minutes i think maybe at one point i'll show you some parts ray it um he actually said that he, he was moved to tears by um by how trusting everyone was of uh, his willingness uh to, to persevere through what happened to him again it's not like some sub story yeah. or anything like he he um he was he and as you can see in in the way he holds himself he's he stays centered throughout i'm ah. sure what would have been a lot of emotional upheaval but andrew house the um sort of i believe he was the ceo of sony he just said go ahead like forget about contracts let's let's get you on board and then herman hulst uh from guerrilla games who did horizon zero dawn which is another beautiful uh, great female-led um, uh, production, which the engine actually is being used for Death Stranding. They just said, here, no contracts, just take it. Here's our source engine. Go, mm. go for it. Um, and that friendship as well. And as we've, it's actually quite nice that like we delved into some very bleak subject matter, but a bit meta that we're, oh, sort, of, of course. we're sort of tailing and, it off. Yeah. With this. Yeah. Um, positivism. And, and it's, and it's important to, to, to realize like, you know, if you sort of, again, persevere with Beckett, you'll see the tremendous amount of love that he really has for life. And the, like one thing that comes to my mind, and especially as you, as you talked about Kojima's experience with uh, Konami, his previous employer, like there's that quote where he says, yes, I was my father and I was my son. Yes, you know, I asked right. myself questions and answered as best I could, you know, and that's how I've held out till now. Hmm. Right. And this evening, again, it seems to be working. I'm in my arms. I'm holding myself in my arms. That's right. Without much tenderness, but faithfully, faithfully. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. And and so it's a it's a beautiful quote where, you know, you talked about holding. That's how he held himself. Holding the child. Exactly. Yeah, holding holding the child. Wounded and self, also, vulnerable. Yeah. Self. And also goes back to the theory of of, you know, the babies. Of, of being the inner child or, you know, uh, the infant souls of, of the, the, the adults who, who carry them. Right. Um, and again, this creates a deeper, probably, you know, autobiographical reference to how he felt and how he carried himself through the dark days that he experienced um, as he was moving through those personal and professional challenges. So it's just, True. it's just beautiful. You know, the digger, like yeah. the, 
deeper you sort of dig into this world, the, the more <laughs> threads you can find, the more strands of meaning you can find. And it's always really lovely to, um, yeah, go further. I, we could talk about this for hours. We honestly could. Yeah. And then obviously um, I remember mentioning on, on uh, in one of the very first conversations we had about Death Stranding that the name itself is has about is like a quintuple meaning thing. It, it means mm-hmm. um, something that is stranded because of death. Uh, it means that something that is connected is in strands that connect things due to death um, yeah. and, and all of that as well so and actually building on what you were saying we have a quote about um uh, you know the inner child and everything he was saying uh to sort of tie it off you know we were all born mad some remain mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes and so yes. My, my kojima connection there is, you know, <laughs> yeah i know it says i say we accuse children of being mad crazy or acting stupid or thoughtlessly but yeah. that is, that is that's the creative spark like kids yeah. are still yeah. relatively close and connected to their own creative big bang of, of sorts which was their birth so um mm-hmm. and they, they still have that kind of essence of madness and, and innocence that it, that isn't affected by the jadedness that comes with adulthood um yeah. and kojima and I, i'd like to feel myself and yourself as well to keep that child happy so that they stick around and, and keep us alive you know when yeah. the unseen challenges uh, literally um come in, in these forms you know so yeah. uh i'm really glad ray that that um that there's been this connection uh yeah you know um Obviously, you and I as partners, like we've connected about life on many other in many other spheres as well, and yeah. have these wonderful discourses about that and experiences. But what a lovely um, thing to know that there's something that uh, sort of um, strengthens that connection in this sphere of interactive artistry uh, and and builds on that connection. So. Yeah. No, thank, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 something like you know how much I love literature. It's just part of who I am, and I and I just love you know. Um, analyzing texts and finding more about what drives people. So yeah, I'm I'm so excited again. I can't wait for the next trailer to come out and see what I know. What, what more we can learn from that. So yeah, yeah, obviously a lot more to talk about. Highly recommend people who are like interested in this to check out your article because there are like lots more references to Beckett's writing and the and the parallels um, there to uh, Kojima's work in Death Stranding. Absolutely. And uh, right back towards you, I will also say, um, so Ray, uh, as I mentioned through her work, discussing if you've um, found any of what we sort of just discussed now um, in terms of like meaning and behavior, there's, uh, as you've sort of sampled here, this is the kind of dialogues that we, um, this is very almost what could be considered surface level for us because we're only really keeping it to about 30 minutes, uh, Mm. 35 now. But um, uh, I yeah, would be more than happy to, if anyone has um, sort of interest in uh, some of uh, Ray's views, um, more than happy to welcome her back onto the show, first of all, if you, you did uh, sort of um, take take um, take what you did from, from the segment and enjoyed it. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments about that. And obviously, if you want to get in touch with Ray about um, uh, how she uh, sort of, again, initiates these dialogues and more than happy to... to um, put your details out there as well if you wanted to do any of that down the line so that can be obviously organized through um just um contacting me here uh or whatever you like so again i'm very very grateful to have had you on the show ray um how did you find it yeah i thought it was awesome thank you thank you for having me (laughs) you're more than welcome and uh i very much loved having you on the show and i love you as well Yes, and I you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was very that was very hand that was very handsome. Yeah, yeah, I'll Thank take you. it. <laughs> I like that, and I you. That's 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 the new version of the hand solo. We'll, we'll, we'll put this in the bloopers afterwards. But yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, for the rest, look, um, we. 
Uh, I'm still going ahead with the regular uh, scheduled taping of the show. I call it taping. Everyone just calls it taping, even though it's just like ones and zeros digital recording. But we like yeah. to we like to kind of believe the '80s are still here uh, over uh, over with us here in uh, interactive yeah. artistry. Um, uh, shout out to Stranger Things. Uh, I could do an <laughs> I could do an entire podcast with you about Stranger Things, right? Yes, we definitely could. Oh man, oh man, that's good. The symbolic readings, the love, the the Hopper Eleven love, like that oh. is. Yeah. Oh, so many archetypes. So much young. So I much. Know. Oh my god. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already getting percolations about a possible um, sideshow that we might do. Yeah. Um, but look, Ray, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and um, we hope to have you back uh, whenever an opportunity like this presents itself again. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Take care, Ray. Bye. They're here. All right, so I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, just we'll jump straight back into what we were talking about. So um, thanks, you guys, for letting me kind of cut away to that one there. And when you guys are listening back to the episode, if you guys do that, um, let me know what you think. And, and Ray also wants to know what you think uh, about um, uh, the thoughts that we sort of um, touched on briefly. Awesome. Sure. Um, we have a comment, Alan H 65 Do you think those figures representing the play players are and baby is also one of them that would explain how it is able to detect them um would you like it if the main plot was again this fourth wall breaking thing similar to phantom pain could it again hurt the core main story because of this need to break that wall um so he's basically or she or they is saying that um the baby might be one of the shadow creatures and the pod is kind of keeping invisible and like they have one of their own to be able to to detect um like, do you think that there's a connection between... I mean, there obviously is one, but could they be the same species? Or, like, uh, could the pod babies sort of be a kind of contained, pacified version of, uh, of a transformed human? Like, a human that was transformed by the sort of unseen creatures? Or what do you think about that? Mm. Um, I, I have thoughts about this for fall break. And uh, that, that's the thing. You, you said before that maybe he... Uh, that Sam maybe... Is covering his emotions or something like that. You, you said something like that. Yes. That would be a great explanation to me because, again, one thing he, he reminded me a bit on Venom, of Venom in this trailer, without with, with lack of these emotions, and that, that's the part I'm. That is one of my concerns for this trailer is that he will again be bland protagonist and he will represent the player. So th that's one thing that bothers me a bit. But yeah. even if it is true and he he's some kind of uh, you know representing the player only through through, through gameplay. Even though he he does have his dialogue and I liked it very much and the voice the way he, he delivers it is great, Absolutely. but uh, even 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 if he would be this bland character, mm. so, uh, uh, it would still be pretty cool. Only cutscenes are there because the way they're they're made is just too good. So True. yeah. Yeah, actually, to dif to differentiate um, Sam from the previous protagonist in Kojima's games, um, I'm looking furiously up and down my phone. So you know who you are, the commenter who um, uh, sort of we, we riffed about this in the comments section of one of the many posts that have uh, sort of come up since uh, the release of the trailer. Essentially, um, Dean, uh, the the OP basically, huh? he uh, or she or they say that um, uh, Sam knows things from the very start he's narrating like he uh like he basically says in the pre in the past like the 
Kojima's protagonists are always full of questions about what's happening, what's going on, um, mm-hmm. sort of things that have unfold for them uh, in a way where, like, yeah, that there's that, and and we sort of put ourselves in that position because we, you know, ourselves entering that experience for the first time. But uh, this um, user mentioned that like it's quite refreshing to see that like yeah the protagonist he he's he's speaking for us um, and and which is a great sort of. Um, uh, it sort of kind of uh, you know is is another sort of notch in <coughs> in the oh bless you if you sneezed uh-huh. um, it's kind of um, <laughs> it's kind of assurance that we will see a return of a few more like narrative elements I I already feel this feeling more like um, uh, you know something like MGS two oh, it really feels it really feels like it's totally its own thing I've never seen anything like this from Kojima frankly before but um, you know Kiefer Sutherland uh, in um, MGS five like he his dialogue was quite sparing and that again as you said Dean like it helps you sort of put yourself in the place of the player and we still get that from him he's very silent throughout the trailer he he only says one line of, like shut up don't even breathe you know <laughs> shut up <laughs> which i find perfect for a first line it's like it's a line literally about not saying anything uh and about like yeah and and i'll just dive uh, i've referred to it obviously um because through the magic of editing i've just spoken about it with ray but um uh, i really feel as though like he he um obviously by his uniform isn't connected to the cdt um he white usually connotates researcher connotates scientist um of some kind so i don't think he's merely someone who carries things i think he's he's leading that team and um but sam also implies familiarity unless his surname is sam which i don't think it would be so i think he may have a connection to these cdt workers he could be a researcher that's accompanying them on one of their um corpse drops as a um uh, as sort of uh, maybe observing um, and taking measurements or um, you know who knows you know there's um, a bunch of uh, stories out there about like you know um, non-military people joining uh, either a military or uh, official operation in an observational capacity um, there's a chance of that uh, the okay I know I know I've said that like Sam's um, you know nonchalance and like keeping centered like that keeps him safe i think from these creatures who do really seem to like be drawn to fear prey on fear and uh, or at the very least the physical responses of fear which are heavy breathing which draws them anyway but we also could be seeing a um kind of uh, like a particular significance of sam to the creatures or connection to them which uh, prevents him from being impacted in the same way um as in floating upwards as the others were doing so it implies possibly um like an uh, you know will bias uh, let's just say if you um have seen stranger things you know maybe he has some kind of connection to that world where he's not pr- prey to it as as much as you know, normal human beings um and when the kind of colossus sort of feeds on that creature oh, sorry on the uh, on the cdc worker um who's still alive um and the sort of explosion happens I really feel like I said the word Steve before, like Dreamcatcher. Like we see, uh, like it's implied. I believe it's implied that the child is what sort of like takes Sam out of that in a split second to make sure that that explosion doesn't annihilate him because it looks like a natural physical explosion. It doesn't look like just a thing of light. Or, you know, um, I think that like when it goes to white, it is we see um, that child kind of has sort of pressed the um, escape button from that reality and transported Norman to this 
place where I think there's a chance that oil, uh, like water, you know, water repels oil. So um, they literally, like, the, the sort of chemical composition keeps them separate from each other. So water would imply sanctuary. It would imply safety. Um, and uh, and I, I think that that's, yeah, that's significant. Um, did you guys have mm. any thoughts about any of that? I had a question for both of you. Uh, so, what do you think? What do you think about this playable playable part in the water? I know. What was that about? Yeah, he did confirm the underwater part was playable, and and I, I will say little little mini note like the uh, interview was a little awkward because um like they were trying to talk around Death Stranding or anything, and Kojima had to kind of make a point. It's like I'm I am here to reveal something very very small but mm. still significant. Yeah, that, so it's same. Yeah, 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 that part that part is playable for me. I I agree. I I think that um you know similar to how Bloodborne. Uh, you know, there's this couple of Bloodborne DNA here. I really feel like that's the hunter's dream. Like that lets you escape uh, dangerous situations. So you may be, um, you know, fighting uh, these creatures either with or, you know, as he's alluded to, um, strands and ropes, you know, were like a mixture of like using weapons and maybe stranding these creatures uh, to yourself, um, you know, in a similar way to Fulton people in MGS5 like these creatures they you, you may be able to harness them the way that Mads does or if you do that too much you'll start um, maybe there's even a morality system there of like if you go too far down Mads path which I think it's implied that he's somehow chosen by or choose to ally himself with the the death creatures um, but the mechanic that I believe that this represents is refuge system so you have uh, a couple of um, you know, uh, opportunities, maybe consumables of being able to withdraw yourself from a dangerous situation, uh, in, in like combat situation, um, and retreat to this sort of safety realm of, um, and we could even see like a procedural thing where every time, um, you extract yourself from one reality into another that we can see variations because again, between dimensions, things change. So we could see a sort of no man's sky kind of esque, uh, constant changing of whenever you escape to this uh, safety realm with the with the child they may take you to an oasis they could take you to a, a quiet forest they could take who knows you know uh, I, I think sticking with the water things um uh, pretty pretty solid thing but what do you what do you think that's my, that well that's that's sort of my thoughts there dean um go ahead steve um i actually think uh i don't think the baby is a is a is a, a tool to escape but rather a tool to be born again. I think. Uh, okay. I think after this explosion, Norman just dies, and he's wow. born again. I, 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 I kind of I believe this because. Uh, so after the explosion, we go to this underwater world, and we see like a naked Norman Reedus, and he gets like a handprint in his in his chest. Yeah. This is just telling me. Uh, this handprint just tells me this is just another time you, you you died every handprint to me is like mm. every time mm. you die is like a handprint uh in my in my opinion and and then we see we see a a corpse of the norman that we we kind of maybe he just he he died and he seems to be dead he this corpse loses the uh the dream catcher right then we see the the, the baby thing transportation thing that we think is like transportation but i think it's just the body that wakes up in by the side of the crater, I think, is just a, uh, another body because the, the previous body just died. Right. And yeah, uh, so. because 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 the body by the the crater, the the the, the, the final Norman Reedus that we see in Trailer Three, has got a yet another Dreamcatcher. dream catcher. Yeah. So it cannot be the same body. So it it just tells me the the baby just 
uh, helps you be born again and, and continue your your mission or your yeah. you know when you know in a previous in a previous episode um, I kind of mentioned that we, we were talking about what interesting things they could do with the maybe a death mechanic a resurrection mechanic and anything we mentioned things like Bioshock and things like that yeah. and I, I mentioned a game called um, Omicron, uh, the Nomad Soul, and in this yeah. game you kind of go through different bodies after you die, and it's, it's, it's not a very good game, but it's, it's got that that uh, that mechanic. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's something. Yeah, maybe something like that. Absolutely. Um, I'll mm -hmm. say, Steve, just quickly. Um, Dean, as you mentioned, uh, it's we're about an hour, and I know you said you had about an hour and a half. So what I'll yeah, do is, I'll I, I, uh, one half more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw it to you. One, one quick thing I'll say. So as uh, we had a uh, comment come in from Instagram, from uh, and like I, we ended up exchanging a few messages. So awesome, Halcyon with two X's after the C. Um, uh, basically, she essentially did a huge sweep of just liking all our posts. So I was like, repping, repping the Instagram. I like it. I appreciate it. So I wanted to give her a shout out. And she says she would like to have seen some actual gameplay. And all I wanted to say, obviously relevant to what we were just talking about, lady, I think we got some. We got little hints uh, with the babies <laughs> and the sort of escape realm kind of dynamic there. So, but now, um, so yeah, thank you so much for uh, sort of uh, yeah, like um, helping us kind of, kind of go up with with that with uh, with the Instagram kind of thing. And um, appreciate uh, your engagement with the show and your interest so um throwing it back to dean dean um i need you to expand more on on what you were saying yeah yeah go my interpretation of that is pretty much like i said that we, we are like a consciousness consciousness but our consciousness not not sam's question consciousness and uh, sam could even be uh, i thought of this i don't know i'm interested in what you think about this sam could be like a code name and uh, yeah. do, I also think when that explosion happens, you die. And you also see in the water, you see that um, body of Sam, that it's connected to the strand. But it also, uh, in the background, you see a couple of more strands. And I also think that, that more Sams are laying there. And they're all connected and waiting to be, you know, possessed by our consciousness. So that's the fourth wall break I think will happen, actually. And it's pretty much that we we are playing again. It's similar to Venom, but more more real even because Venom is still like a character in that universe, and this is strictly us, yeah. and our consciousness is in is in him. So that's my interpretation of that. And like yeah, that. every time you die, you pretty much escape the shell shell of Norman, and you you take another one. And that's also where I think Porter Porter uh, nickname or. Yeah. Whatever it is, takes place. So, yeah. What do you think about it? What do you think about that? Um, I actually myself, um, unless you want to go first, Steve. I, I have some thoughts, but go ahead, Steve. Um, man, I just think it's just like another. Uh, it's just like another cell of of bridges, maybe. And uh, I mean, like I said, to me, this this first part of the trailer just simply means like a like a team that is doing is like it's going on an expedition or a mission and they get ambushed mm -hmm. uh but not not all the team is, is part of the corpse disposal team although the, only the two guys are corpse disposal maybe norman is hell i don't know maybe he's he, he he needs to carry something and or he's the driver or something and there's the other guy who's like the military security guy yeah maybe i don't know so maybe it's just probably maybe it's just another cell of, of bridges yeah true. um yeah um, someone said uh, black hole operative mads um, black hole 
obviously implies black ops a bit, um, and he definitely seems like a military specialist. Um, a couple of attempts uh, at um, kind of at, like creating a chronology, as much as it's even faintly possible <laughs> with this sort of thing, have been made on the Reddit of like when when a specific handprint was uh, did, did form. Oh my God, guys! I just had an epiphany. Every time you die, a handprint appears. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. That, that's, that's where what I figured from Steve. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I said with the with the body. I mean, by I think the um, the scene from the first trailer, it's actually kind of middle to late in the game where the guy yeah, has died see. so many times. <laughs> the guy has mm. died so many times. He's got <laughs> right, right. all over his his body. Yeah, he has it in his throat. You know, the, the tiny little handprints on the inside of his esophagus. He must have died. That yeah. also adds to what that segment of uh, when I was discussing with Ray is that he may be as nonchalant and unaffected as he is because he has been alive for many, many years. Or like again, what is time anyway? Right now, um, he's just again possibly a timeless being that now nothing really surprises him anymore, sort of thing. And he's uh, immune to kind of uh, these heightened fear emotions which the creatures maybe feed on. So that's just speculation there. But mm. guys, you've both raised such awesome I actually, points. I actually, you know, I actually kind of wonder um, about the, the, the crying thing. Every time these creatures are close, uh, yes. mm. the, the, the humans start crying. I kind of wonder. So it's, it's either related to what you say about emotions. Yes. Uh, because you could say that, I mean, what, what makes you human? That you yes. have you have emotions, right? So yeah. if you don't want to get caught by these creatures, you have to contain. You have to learn how to, uh, I mean, erase every emotion from from your body. Or it could also it could also be like a, uh, I don't know, like a biological reaction or something. Yeah, one theory <laughs> was that. Um, uh, you know, so, oh yeah, sorry to interrupt quickly. I just before I forget, um, one theory was that you know with the first trailer, um, Norman is crying, but not, but no tears. And in this trailer, mm. there's tears, but he's not crying. So yep. I just figured I'd point that out. But yeah, go ahead, um, Steve. Yeah, maybe no. Yeah, and uh, and maybe this is sort of a biological reaction. But uh, yeah, you kind of wonder because uh, death has no death is like it has no no weight in this world. I mean, the only thing we we've seen people uh, preoccupied about, or, or the only thing people care about, is like the baby. You know, they they kind of the the guy in the third trailer wants to. Uh, you know, save this this capsule with a baby, and uh, in the first trailer, like you said, uh, the only emotion we've seen is is uh, is Sam crying uh, for this baby, and this is the kind of the the, the baby is like the only yeah. thing in this in this world that seems to have some value, even yeah. more than even more than caring for your own life. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, I have um, a comment here from... Uh, if you're happy with that, guys, I'll just sort of jump in and just sort of pepper them throughout the show because um, it sort of represents, again, um, we're not just you and I and um, and, and Dean talking, it's uh, all the listeners as well, and it's so important to know that it's, it's all of us together doing this. Um, and no one's going to stop us now. I'm kidding. I love that. I love that moment <laughs> on stage. Um, so we have Peter Tiras at um, T-E-T-I-E-R-Y-A-S-X-U Tiras Xu. The Death Stranding trailer is so great. I've watched it 20 times and I'm blown away by its stunning visual imagery. Rarely does something leave you both so enthralled and intrigued. The scenes drip with meaning, making me ask slash wander deeper questions about life and death. Which, as we saw, obviously, as you were talking about, both is the, um, the idea of... Well, 
just the visual of, of, of um, going from such a nightmare situation to immediately all like everything melting away you're just your kind of bare self literally he has no clothes on he's floating he's uh, safe so to speak in that fluid and what 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 where are we also floating in the womb the womb is the safest place lots of womb imagery here and um, it is the third trailer where we've seen um, oh sorry the third time when Norman has picked himself up off of the ground from a womb position so in the first trailer obviously that first opening shot in this trailer twice he um, picks himself up after hurting his leg which a couple of people have pointed out is the same leg of the um, doll in trailer two so we have the wound of the um, umbilical cord uh, as in like he's got that scar and then we see that on the um, on the doll in in the trailer in the second trailer mm. um, we uh, we obviously see this thing about his right eye, but we'll, that hasn't manifested yet. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the same leg that breaks or whatever that he is wounded um, in, from that accident. Um, that's the same leg that's missing from the from the baby. So again, uh, extra sort of uh, kind of crypticness there. Um, and yeah, the, the baby also makes an appearance. So um, are, are are you telling us are you telling us that Norman's character is going to end up being a guy with an eye patch? Ah, yo, oh, oh, actually, Steve, he the the, the eye flickers. Okay, it flickers yeah. and but it doesn't quite close. So that could be again subtle commentary and like, hey. MGS, yes, we, we coming, we're coming from that, but then the eye snaps open, and it's like, no, no, this, this, we are not. Meta is real. The meta is completely real. I'm glad you guys can appreciate on that level. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, I want to hand it to. I was just saying about, um, you know, uh, the the idea of. Um, uh, you know the connections between the trailers. I know you've, we've we've talked about Mad's character a little bit. Um, I, th I think his silence, because he is silent in that trailer and the golden mask connection, um, he, uh, you know, like the corpse is silent, uh, he's being quiet because those things are near, you know, um, I think that that's, that's fair, fair to assume that it's, he, he, if it is Maz's character, I actually personally, I actually ran a poll, I just posted it to the Instagram, um, do you guys want to know the results of the poll? Yeah. Okay, right. so I put, a, I put out the question on Twitter of, um, you know, uh, who's the mystery character? Is the floating slash golden face figure Mads Mikkelsen, the female lead, or an unknown being? We have 33% the unknown being from nine votes. Um, we have 11% the new female lead and 56% Mads Mikkelsen, obviously, because of yeah. the, the gesture. Uh, yeah, so um, just, I want to just go wild speculation. What is What happened before this scene? How did that vehicle crash? And what happens after this scene? Go, um, Dean. How, what, what happened here? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the, I, I thought about this before, and uh, it really, I, I tried to put it again in uh, developer perspective, and I think the mission is right to, to, to uh, I don't know, collect that body. So the mission is structured really like that, yeah. and yes, then something happens, some kind of crash. Yeah. And what I like about this particular mission in the game is that the cutscene uh, triggers in in the mission, and yes. that, that 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 was very rare in the Phantom Pain. In Phantom Pain, you 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 had a mission and you have to do it, and that's it. You come back, then cutscene uh, starts. And in this, you in the middle of the mission, it's a cutscene, so that's that's great for me. Uh, and what happens? Oh my God! Holy <laughs> shit! I don't know. I, I really I I really think yeah. I, I mean, I was blown away with with that big giant thing with, with the hand. Big time. Can again. Uh, 
it doesn't yeah. have a head, but it has a hand. So that, that sure. yeah, that's what. The, We've had some uh, uh, activity gonna... on the Reddit uh, recently about how there's been, um, you know, uh, images of like uh, Egyptian statues that have hands coming out of the head. Right, so, right, right. Um, and we see the sarcophagal kind of imagery with the the body wrapped up like a mummy. So there's been a bit of sort of speculation on those connections. But yeah, go ahead, Dean. Yeah, and I love the the horror elements of it. The yeah. the body that the mummy that's like trickering or some or some what 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 the hell is happening there. Uh, that that was also awesome. And uh, and yeah, and just like we we talked before, the trailer didn't give us too much. It is still there. We don't know anything, but we we know a lot more than before. So, I mean, I mean, it was perfect trailer. The only the only thing I, I would have liked more is that it gives us just a bit more information about maybe in, a, in an interview after that just mo a bit more information about the structure I just want to know about the structure because I don't want it to be like phantom pain structure structurally yeah. but that's the only thing other than that it's just really great marketing but like I said marketing was also on point it, it gave gave up too much but also on point in phantom pain so he, he's just a master in marketing marketing master Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I I feel um, again that that uh, singular. I, I I can't really feel it replicated uh, in any other creator, uh, um, even coming close of of that. That it's it's essentially it, it also... this weird art film that is now also this being published mm -hmm. by a major studio which has these um, beautiful deep themes, but again also is engaging and has its own narrative and everything. But yeah, go ahead, Dean. It it also gave a meaning, a different meaning to both both previous trailers, because when you watch them again, you know that those those uh, handprints are actually some kind of beast from under dimension or something. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's one of the great points I, I wanted to mention. It, it really gave different meanings, and, and and the fact about the first trailer is that when the baby is taken, you see little baby handprints, right? Yes. Uh, like. Taking it away from from Norman, so th that's another thing that maybe connects the baby with those creatures. Because why the fuck would she had little handprints that go yeah. through his body? We also have a uh, a, a speculation on um, like the creatures are floating. They can't possibly like what we actually see them. Uh, you know, um, just basically not really moving. They sort of just have that sort of basic kind of stance of not really extending any arms or anything so but then we see the handprints and there's a speculation that um we may be seeing either ghosts of uh like that's like maybe that that's all our perceptions can kind of um correlate or, or like conceive of, of of what they would look like um and then the handprints there was actually someone who said um the way that the handprints are so perfectly formed it implies a lot of weight being put on them mm. um where these things are floating so um, again, another another very interesting question of uh, of like I think yeah I think the the person sort of said look these they're not just invisible they are in a separate realm like if they were in just invisible we would see rain hitting them you know yeah. uh, we would see their outlines in the rain and I think that's why specifically they actually had the trailer in the rain so that we would no 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 these these aren't in this reality right now they're they're in the other reality and those realities as has been established but because of this explosion. Um, is starting to melt into each other. So this reality where these creatures or these entities live. Um, so 
Um, I'm just going to throw this out there as well. Did anything disappoint you about the trailer? For me, nothing. I I loved it. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful short film unto itself, even without any explanation. <laughs> um, but did anything kind of um, not really jibe with you? Go. Two. Yep. Nothing. That's totally fine. I mean, if you loved every okay, second. Okay, for me, for me, yeah. I I I only had uh, this one one concern, not disappointment, but concern okay. about this thing uh, on his shoulder. It's, it looks to me something like Adraid or something like a Z-tape and that immediately br brings out the drama of Phantom Pain. So that's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see that. That's Man, that, that, thing looks a lot like, uh, that thing looks a lot like the, uh, the thing Ludens has uh, on the side of his helmet. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the, which is like a lamp or something, I don't know. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I mean, oh, to me, to me, it wasn't it wasn't disappointing. I mean, the uh, <laughs> I think that the, I I would have preferred that the uh, the dialogue that Norman says uh, would have been better worded or like more mysterious than yeah. just explosion, explosion, explosion. That's it. That's the only thing. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I I love that part. It 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 it's wrote like a poem. Yeah. When when you, I think you you linked the picture, okay. it, it's it's like a poem. So yeah. the, that that was great for me. The dialogue the dialogue is superb. I mean, I'm naming the episode once there was an explosion. Dot 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 of Death Stranding news. I mm. already said this, but like, um, and you can see obviously from the episode title as you're listening. But um, I also loved it as well. The uh, the it's it has this again meta thing of repetition and. Mm. We've we've speculated that he's died many times uh, because of those handprints, and that every every time he dies, you know, there's that speculation there. Um, tying that into the first trailer, we see the child disappear. I have so many questions about why he's so emotional in that first trailer compared to here, and that that may be um, something to do with maybe that child in particular, because you know we go from the child being very something very precious in the first trailer to again being essentially like literally disposable like it's thrown into like a pool of mud you know this child um, i think i think that's simply because of what i said before where the the first trailer is actually taking place yeah. way after what we yes, see in the third i agree where maybe 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 norman reedus's character was separated from this child for a long time <laughs> and uh and you know this is the first time we see it, we it, they they reunite again i don't know yeah, mm. true. We have uh, Kathy Bonson saying, The floating reader seems to be some somewhat metaphorical. The whole underwater sequence strikes me as some kind of dream state or loading screen, a kind of waiting room where you float around looking for strands. Once you find a new reader, so you can inhabit his body and continue from there. So um, that would also be awesome, you know, uh, to mm. see, definitely. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm constantly on the Reddit looking at this. Uh, we have uh, creatures have legs positioned like Christ mounted on a crucifix. Also something pouring from their hands, slightly long hair as well. Um, so someone has really ratcheted up the saturation, played around with the settings to be able to kind of um, discern these shapes. And we do see a lack of hands. We see strands coming off them. Uh, and um, slightly long hair, again, that could be, you know, pharaohs also have uh, those headpieces where they're sort of those, um, it, it almost looks like hair, like falling to the sides, you know, these uh, that fabric kind of thing. And so there's, yeah, um, you know, I don't know if you guys are on the Reddit at the same time as we record, but it's always being updated, especially now um, we're going to have a lot um, mm -hmm. in, in, in an awesome way. Um, so we've covered quite a bit, but um, as I mentioned, so I'm going to have to find some way of structuring it, but are you guys on board for a um, breakdown mini-series of eight, eight episodes? 
eight episodes of uh, this trailer. Oh, you better, you better believe it. We're gonna go. Oh my god. Minute. Yeah, no, no. That's and that's that's me being that's me being like breezy about it. Like I could go, I could go every couple seconds. Telling you. Um, yeah. So um, we also have one mm. by uh, Rizix. So the main uh, cross-armed guy in the trailer is at three twenty-two. So there is again this theme at the end of these the first and third trailers of a couple of them having these figures floating figures having their hands by their sides and then one of them holding or their hands are like arms are crossed or again implied to be holding a child mm. um what is norman's connection with the floating figures uh based on the new imagery we see here um and his again ability to be sort of exempt from uh what the other humans are experiencing i'm gonna throw that to dean first Oh man! Uh, from the leak, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, but from yes, the leak, huge spoiler alert again. Actually, sorry before. I mean, I, I, I think I it's, to, I it's not. To, it's before not. I forget, sorry, I need to say this because Kathy, you messaged me. I need to apologize on air. I did refer to um, without much advance. Uh, he sent me a message, by the way, Dean, saying like, um, you know, I, I wasn't terribly happy with how you sort of dropped into, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I just sent him this big long message saying, look, I would have felt, wouldn't have felt like, especially me, like when I read that leak, I remember getting down and being like. Oh, some of the magic is gone. I only even felt comfortable at all bringing it up in the slightest because I know from what we've seen in the intervening months and from this trailer particularly, zero. There's just zero that I'm seeing from that um, personally. Yeah, me um, too. So, yeah. like, again, apologies to Kathy. Anyone else in Kathy's position who felt they were spoiled? Again, it's been so vehemently and and like you can you can return to that state of of like anticipation and wonder and not knowing what things are because we it's very clear that it's not going in the direction of that supposed leak so there you go sorry to interrupt you i feel so bad dean because i don't like interrupting people but i had no, to, as i remembered so thanks kathy and and yeah there you go cool um go ahead dean but yeah so from that leak it says something about you know he him him beating all those Ludens, I guess, and then him becoming Ludens himself, yeah, 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 becoming yeah. Ludens. I mean, the only thing that maybe goes something in a race to that is that he's the only one not not being affected by the yeah. gravity yes. of pulling. But that that could also be because of he ha he has a baby, yeah. so maybe the baby is the thing that staying him on the ground. Absolutely. But the the other thing I wanted to mention as a bit of a concern maybe is that those Flying creatures um, all look pretty much the same, and that's that's uh, not so great. When uh, they could be something more like a skulls, I guess, and not as a bosses in MGS4 where everyone is different. I I think every every single one of those Ludens or something, what is yeah. their name, yeah. should be a bit different. So you know, when if you're fighting them at all, but I think you do, that you know the the, the every boss has its own unique me me mechanic. So that's one of the things that I maybe is also mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, interesting. The, the guy who is yeah. Yeah, no. But for sure. uh, the connection connection with them, I I seriously cannot tell at this point. That's totally fine. Um, do you have any thoughts on that one, Steve? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of confusing because after the third trailer, I kind of get the feeling that okay, there are two opposite sides. The the humans and the other side is represented by like like alien creatures, not that they're from another planet or anything. Just they're just strange, bizarre creatures. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the things that made me very happy about this trailer, where 
I, I, I actually wanted the, the game not to just be against zombies and skeletons, but also like, I don't know, giant weird Bloodborne-like creatures. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got that feeling from that. And from the first trailer, a lot of people kind of theorized that these were going to be the bosses and they were going to be the enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, but this, but these guys look like humans. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of confusing. There, uh, you, you would expect that the bosses are you know weird creatures. Yeah. And um, and it's 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 kind of weird. Maybe they are, and they are like in the in the creature in the in the crater of what we assume is like a, the an explosion site mm-hmm. that has like a handprint on it so it's it's related to the to the bad guys True. and uh it's it's kind of weird maybe maybe it's not really just an enemy by a but but by but maybe it's just a way of communicating with someone or just a way to enter this realm or something like that uh, because it makes no sense to me that they're they look like humans, or maybe it's what happens after, uh, like you guys mentioned, you di- you kind of die, and then you see strands co- coming from the from Norman from Norman's body because he's dead probably. Mm. Um, maybe this is what happens later. Maybe it's uh, kind of you, you, you this happens with the per- with the people that die, and you can take the body of, of that person or some weird shit like that. Right, mm. right. No, absolutely. I can dig that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking here at a post. We have, um, uh, let's see the user's name. We have um, user Sam underscore Reese. Um, he's breaking down all three trailers and, and drawing up parallels. So I'll just bring up this thing here. He says, so the old guy tries to shoot himself. Gravity is reversed. The sarcophagus is thrown in the water. Nothing happens to it. The entities don't seem to care about the baby. Uh, no one holds the baby and the palm activates. Mm. The huge monster appears. And, um, yeah, inspired by Ultraman. Remember those constant Ultraman and Kaiju tweets Ko- Kojima did? Um, so, speaking of these kind of giant creatures, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, tweets about, uh, you know, Godzilla and how um, Ko- Kojima resonates with the themes of Godzilla, right? Um, and then I sort of mm. speculated with, well, I'm not sure if it was this user in particular, but we talked about um, the, you know, I think the creator of Godzilla says something along the lines of look these creatures were just born too big you know they have big bones they have big tails and they're just being who they are and that makes me think you know um, that they're just doing their thing they must on some level be creatures that take on the shape of what they prey upon because I, I don't really believe like a true extraterrestrial would have any kind of humanoid shape um, that's why I, I, I enjoy when you know there's um, an explainable version not just putting on a mask and some funky looking hands or claws on like the um, like the we actually see uh, like you know, in, in I, I don't know if yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, for example, it's like the the alien doesn't have a form, or maybe yeah, John Carpenter's the thing. You know, we we only um, it's only justified as being humanoid because of how it adapts to us, because it either feeds on us or is hunting us or mm-hmm. is in our realm, sort of thing. Um, so that's how I I interpret both both the sort of invisible figures, the unseen and and the colossi. Um, and um, yeah, they may just be doing the thing. Is like oh, we're just this race of not in uh, immaterial entities that when we find a, a, a vulnerable realm that we can kind of prey upon that we uh you know this is what we do we sort of morph ourselves to their physiology um to create the maximum amount of fear maybe it is the fear that they feed upon who knows um there's still so many questions and it, in fact it raises more questions than the first couple trailers but dean i see us at 130 um how you doing yeah yeah okay yeah Come on. you let me know um yeah. if you needed to, to dash off but if you have extra time that's totally cool 
Yeah, ten minutes more, I can stay ten in there. Ten minutes. Um, Steve, we're cool to hand this to Dean for ten minutes. Oh man. Yeah. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Dean, um, we actually, me and Steve in the pre-show, we talked about. Look, maybe it would have been cool to either record like a direct, just to kind of capture the enthusiasm or enthusiasm or whatever of like like our immediate reactions. But I know we've just been sort of diving <laughs> into speculation. But I want to dedicate for each of us ten minutes of just. You've just seen the trailer for the first time, Dean. Go. <laughs> Go. Well, man, but uh, I, before that, I just wanna I just wanna mention something we, did, we, we didn't catch on. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is and that is the rapid aging, rapid aging. Yes, the rapid aging. Uh, yeah, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, I mean, what's about that? And uh, the thing about this rapid aging, as someone wrote this on Reddit, and I was just, whoa, you know, yeah. this could be a thing. Uh, it it mentions that babies don't have to stay babies for long because of this rapid aging we see. Yeah. So that also gives a bit, uh, I guess, uh, I like oil. One, yeah. yeah, oil to the theory about uh, you know maybe baby being Norman or man's because of the eyes or I don't know. No, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. one thing. But what do, what do you guys think that's happening? Why is he aging? I, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't have any 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 kind of. He's only touching the ground. I, well, I guess is there yeah. is there a liquid? I don't know. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I think I, I, know, I know that. Oh, we just got a lot of background noise from one of you. Um, oh, someone... Daniel. Daniel just came. Daniel just came. Oh, okay. Daniela, are you on the show? Yeah. I'm that's, sorry. Uh, the time zone site I watched was wrong. That's fine. He said 7:30. That's okay, Daniela. Uh, guess what? Um, you know, Dean's about to head off. You are jumping yeah, it's in. You're like football. Yeah, you're tagging. You're it's like wrestling. You're tagging in with him. Well done. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Too easy. Um, so, uh, as you were saying, I'm actually looking for that same post you referred to, Dean, but you're right. He said that the reason why the, the, the man kind of ages the way he does is because, like, the liquid that is, like, that kind of keeps the babies young spills out or something, which, you mm -hmm. know, it's interesting because if the liquid keeps him young, why doesn't he become younger? But, you know, I, that that's one a angle. It's definitely... It, it might have a different effect when it's outside of the, uh, like, the, the pod. It might have the opposite effect, but um, I... Pr I personally believe that it's um uh that that it's the the creature near um and and possibly you know maybe the creature's proximity to these sort of smashed liquid because it is implied that they all have these um these children attached to them um sort of for health purposes or whatever um yeah that that could be that's sort of my interpretation of that how about you um steve and then we'll throw it to uh we'll throw it to daniela we'll just like go through the whole process we did with the start of this show with him and um welcome you properly onto the show and do all that but yeah go ahead steve uh, well, in that in that particular part, uh, the the guy who, who ages doesn't seem to have any protection from the baby. The baby, like we mentioned before, is kind of a symbol of protection too, as well as an energy source from, or something. Right. Um, yeah. So it's kind of this this trailer gave me a lot of uh, stalker vibes. Like uh, I'm talking about the film, the yeah. the, the stalker film from uh, Andrei Tarkovsky, where. Um, I'm assuming there will be like certain zones of the map where it's more dangerous than others. And something went wrong and they ended up in the zone and and they have to it kind of begs the question why it's so important to dispose of the corpses. Right. Um, you know, why why do you need a, a corpse disposal team and maybe mm -hmm. they just maybe they just finished doing this mummification thing where they just need to dispose the corpse in a certain way because if you don't, the creature is gonna 
do another fucking explosion that is going to destroy an entire stone and and turn everything backwards or something. Wouldn't that be inconvenient um, if you uh, if like whenever you ate a snack, it's like oh shit, every time I eat something, the whole reality explodes. <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to eat a cookie here, okay? It's like can I just enjoy a meal without reality exploding? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, but um, it's uh, I mean I'm I'm just assuming they are in a in a very particular part of the map and in a very particular zone where uh where they are in danger of these creatures where it's more dangerous to maybe the loss of physics and shed doesn't work the same way as in a safe zone perhaps exactly, exactly. Um, so maybe this is just kind of an effect of uh of the yeah the, like you said the creature is getting closer to someone yeah and, and maybe feeling that someone's alive in the in the vicinity that's right. So, hey, Daniele, um, we'll just throw it to you uh, fresh here, obviously. Okay, I, I just have to go in five you got, minutes. You gotta so... go? Oh, yeah, go, 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 Dean. Yeah, can I, can I go with my, like, uh, yeah, last thoughts about the trial? Yeah, 100%, I, I, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so I, I just wanted to mention one uh, once again about the music, and uh, I, I wanted to mention the, those four parts. So the, f the first part is is when, uh, when the creature is uh, uh, holding Norman's hand, leg and then and then comes to to other two guys yeah. when the music kicks in and it, i mean crazy it, it reminded me a lot about about the the um, hospital when when you when you're driving hospital scene i don't know why but it, it just flashed back to, to that scene in phantom veins right uh, the second the second scene is obviously when when he starts to fly and the music starts i mean incredible incredible stuff i really ca cannot get enough of the trailer because of the music um, Absolutely. Yeah. Totally the, agreed. The third, is, is a the third. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, the, the third part is in, in the water. When the water part starts, you also get this kind of, you know, quiet music, not really loud, but yeah. also gives incredible atmos atmosphere and vibe. And the last part is uh, is uh, when he the when the camera pans out and and he sees uh, the the five figures again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that one more time because it it really is what made the drive for me. Yeah, and, then, and as you mentioned in that last piece, you know, and we see that we hear the you know the regular like, but then it becomes like sinister. It's like it's sad. It's like yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that might be like the main theme. True. Yeah, I could see that being that way for sure. Yeah, I I don't know what game did that, but. Uh, it made like uh, four or five main themes, uh, kind of similar but not similar uh, enough. You know, you know, like it is the same kind of rhythm but not really same. Mm. I I love when when games do that because you know you, you you feel familiar with it but not you're not getting bored with it because it's not the same. I like so, that. So yeah, that, that mm, yeah. Absolutely, man. And awesome. yes, I, I again I I really love the trailer. I loved I loved the Kojima was so fucking funny after the trailer with his yes. English speaking. Like you said, with those two catchphrases, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I really we're do We're back, we're I, back. I know, we're back, man. How do, yeah, so you feel really good after the trailer? Pretty good times? Good oh, times? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, and, and, and the thing about uh, after the trailer, that guy, I mean, it, it, I, like I said in, in the dialogue, I mean, I laughed as fuck, but I was, I was feeling so bad for Jeff. I mean, Jeff is just like, he, he's working six months to get this right, you know, yeah. this whole event. 
And then the guy comes and fucks it all up in like two minutes. Oh my yeah. god. And there goes there goes any relationship with the Oscars right there, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's about it guys. Enjoy and I'm looking forward to listening to the end uh, later on YouTube. So For sure. Oh yeah. thanks man. Have a great day and uh, catch up with you next week. Take it easy, man. See you man, see you. Awesome, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, yeah, earlier I'm um, Daniele. My thing was to just like just to make sure that we weren't just sort of keeping you in a waiting room, or whatever, just to throw it to you quickly. But you're right. Like Dean only had five extra minutes. But um, yeah, Daniele, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah. And first of all, what a what an awesome trailer. <laughs> I mean, guys, this was this was one of the best things I've seen in my life. Yeah. I swear. I know. Me too. I feel the exact <laughs> no, I'm same sure, way. I'm I, sure you talked to a lot about the trailer. Yeah. Um, we haven't always how great it was. The, and barely scratched the surface. Go for it, man. Go go. Uh, I noticed the. I noticed one thing. Each trailer, each trailer we get, gets longer. Yes. I think the launch trailer will be like a hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Somebody was joking. Gameplay. Somebody was joking the other day, saying that the next trailer is going to be seven hours of normal yeah. reviews. Giving birth to that. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I think it will. Um, I just love that this completely <laughs> absurd thing is being embraced. I, I, by the way, I'm a big Twin, Twin Peaks guy, at least season one and two. But like, I just, you know, I, I, I felt to to a degree. I don't want to seem blasphemous here, but that the third season, in many ways, like it, it had its, it, it flew its freak flag, you know, quite, it, uh, you know, quite, quite, quite prominently. But um. But it's still like I, I had I disconnected from it about eight ep- like whatever like seven or eight episodes in, uh, and it felt like that it was it didn't build up to anything and like again I respect Lynch so much as as, a, as an artist for everything you know that he does with again transcendental meditation and all that absolutely, but what I love and I, I appreciate so much about Kojima is that it's a thousand percent engaging. There's no sense of. Um, wasting the viewer's time again that's uh, it might seem a bit harsh because i know that lynch uses these pauses obviously to create atmosphere and to create questions and he himself has this meta aspect of like no i am going to linger on this shot for two straight minutes and now it's up to you what are you thinking viewer you know and i love that confrontationality of of, of his uh, it's different different things you know and i love i love both in in their own way but like guys we just saw essentially a absurdist surrealist avant-garde whatever like completely out there um trailer at a major show published and supported and developed by these major studios it's a great time for art not just games but art you know what i mean yeah um about the trailer i want to say uh did you mention the briefing theme uh, the the briefing theme go ahead yeah because that's something i noticed um uh, that uh sam tells yes. to the other guy not to breathe. Not to breathe. Yes, breathing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, we, 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 and uh, something I, I thought about is that the every time a baby is in the, I don't know how to call that thing they're in. Uh, the pods. Uh, the they're baby, safe. Baby pods. Okay. Every time a baby is in the pod, is safe. Well, in the first trailer, um, Norman is crying because maybe he knows the baby is out without a pod and he's crying aloud he's breathing a lot like every baby does and uh, he's in danger because of that because these creatures they can't see them but they can feel their breath their anxiety that's why the first man 
is the first one getting caught, oh and why gosh. Sam saves yeah. himself. Do you think that uh, baby was taken um, by like a yeah. small baby version of whatever those things were in the third trailer, the unseen, I call them? But that's true. That that I mean, he's literally plucked out of reality. He disappears from, uh, yeah. from Norman's hands. So I think that's what we saw in the first trailer. It retroactively explains that. But yeah, go ahead, um, yeah. Uh, Daniel. And um, and then another theme is the explosions. Uh, Sam talks about. Uh, which uh, Yongia's video, I don't know if you saw that, yes. uh, highlights. Mm. He talks about the four explosions. Uh, I don't need to repeat that. But yeah. that's another interesting thing, is because looks like these creatures uh, might be kind of aliens, yeah. uh, some kind of aliens that change our reality because they live in a, a different, in a completely different environment. Yes. And uh, so it's... If they're aliens, it would be very interesting because that would be aliens like we've never seen. Because most yeah. of the times in a movie when you see aliens, they're like humanoids with more technology. Yeah. I'm, but I, this yeah, is different. Yeah, you know. And to see, and like I, again, I say this sort of, um, I really don't, I hope not to sort of roll any eyes when I say this, but as I say, like... Look, look at where we are with not just where interactive artistry is, but where art is, you know, with, with, with how Kojima um, is expressing. And, and these visuals, look, there's a lot of surrealist painters out there, I'm sure. I'm sure someone has drawn a, a body with, with hands coming out of the face, totally. Um, in how it's yeah. presented here, nothing close. Nothing has come close to what I witnessed. Um, and I've seen a fair bit, you know. I'm not like a complete... Uh, you know, have a comprehensive knowledge of all surreal films, all surreal painters and everything, um, but in how it was presented here, in how it was directed in how um, everything was designed, um, and as you said like, uh, you know, we actually um, we'll, when you hit, listen back to the show later um, uh, um, Daniela, and, and when we have you on the next episode, it'll be cool to kind of build on what, you know, we sort of talked earlier, because I want to get all of your thoughts essentially as though you were with us from the start, because um, I really, sure. really, really value that. Um, but we, we talked about how these creatures are, in a way, impossible. Like, they float, and yet they create handprints, although they show no signs of stooping to create those handprints. Um, how are the handprints created? Are they, you know, they are not invisible, they are unseen, which is that if they were invisible, yeah. they would, like, the rain would actually you would you would see their out their outlines in the rain but they're simply sure not, not seen in that realm so they're not in that reality in any way you know yeah um and another thing i thought about is uh matt mickelson's character yeah i was wondering whether he's a human who allied with these creatures or if he or if he's a creature who's um in a human shape true and uh on yeah. that, I would wonder why would it take that shape? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and and um, you know, we see again. This is so great because we can analyze. Don't you think, Steve? Like we can look at the past few trailers and we can look at the the previous two informed by the third one. So with Mads, uh, mm -hmm. and sort of be more informed. So with Mads's eyes, how he. Um, I believe he only really has that sort of blissful kind of, you know, moment of like throwing his head back and like having that um, black goo kind of, I think it's when he taps into the powers, um, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, you know, he, he sort of uh, releases the, the creatures. Uh, he releases those kind of skeleton corpses, which I, I, I there's no doubt for me now. It's that, um, you know, the same corpses that kind of drag the, um, 
the sort of driver away and that you know after the gun guy shoots him they sort of immediately drop him so again implying that it's life that they're after even though they're they're drawn they like they smell breath so they can't see in fact that's why you know um, the light when that light is shining on them it doesn't matter like they're not in this reality so they don't have to worry about lights yeah they just have to worry about sound and breath you know um which I find really, really intriguing. And I, again, personally haven't seen before. You know, this little bit of shared DNA, I, I think he's in London right now, um, checking out some of the Prometheus uh, props and stuff. He's posted about this on Twitter. There's some shared DNA there with, like, darkened skies and, like, a team on some maybe not even Earth kind of very bleak-looking setting with, um, you know, people like Black Goo, for example. There's kind of connective tissue there with Prometheus, but um, it's something that I, I, I just... I, I, I'm, you know, at the top of the show, uh, Daniel, I was like, I still, I still feel like I'm in a dream to an extent, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Did you have any other just thoughts that jump? I'm sure how you have a, a trillion thoughts, but anything else that you want that sort of at the moment, like just jumped out at you that you wanted to sort of open up to us and we can kind of discuss with you? Uh, no, I think that's all. And, uh, okay. yeah, well, another thing is that the baby, uh, the babies in the pods probably protect in some way, the yeah. people that hold them, yeah. because uh, when the character is almost is about to get taken by the these beings, he throws the baby at uh, Sam and says, "Run!" Right. Uh, and right. Sam is very quick to get that pod in, in his hands, um, and that uh, kind of uh, robotic uh, thing act- activates on him as yeah. soon as he gets it. Um, that's right I think that which is it. something interesting definitely yeah. the hazard palms as people have been calling them or the rig flowers or whatever it is um, someone also pointed out that there's five petals you know the, the, the number five keeps occurring with this um, and uh, with you know obviously the five floating beings and the five hands the five um, handprints I mean, in fact it's now time for me to shout out the artist who I mentioned that I would shout out um, on Instagram we had someone uh, tag us in a bit of art which just simply says a Hideo Kojima game Death Stranding and it's a palm print it's really awesome art and um, I just wanted to point out so they said uh, I said beautiful and they're like um, you know uh, obviously like thanks you know and I was like you're welcome we'll give you a shout out on the show so this is at uh, Cosmo Opapi so C-O-S-M-O-O-P-A-P-I and they said thank you amazing thank you so much so um, I really really dig um, I really dig the connections that, that we're seeing you know uh and we touched on this earlier in the episode, um, Daniela, about these like these handprints are insane. They're huge, you know. Like you just have to look at, at sort of relative space to be able to tell. Like these creatures are massive. It's very different from the like the little baby handprints. And we speculated about whether or not the babies could be connected to these creatures in some way. What is your thoughts on on their connection, um, the babies and the and the shadow creatures? I think that maybe. Um when the baby is taken from Norman in the first trailer, he becomes one of the creatures in some way because yeah. you see small handprints on his legs right. and heading heading out. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's what's uh, happening. I mean, humans are turning into these creatures and um, they're trying to find a way to stop it. Yeah, I could see I that. don't know. And it's just uh, speculation. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Kojima managed to release three trailers without giving away too much, uh, but still showing us the vibe. 
the game will have. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And and again, what's great about the way he he, he makes his 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 um his art, you know, is that like he can show us so much and yet very much so it's it never really counts as spoilers because context is everything with um putting yeah. anything together and there have been some attempts at like uh creating a chronology of what we're seeing between the three trailers um i think a consensus is that the third trailer happens the earliest because um it looks like oh it's just your average day of you know going and disposing a corpse when suddenly inciting event you know that's in storytelling it's the thing that kind of either is part of the initial conflict that leads to you know further story development or that may be the first thing we see uh, one of the first few sequences we see um keeping in line with what some studios do they only really show scenes from the earlier part like with last jedi for example um you know no spoilers by the way um you know ryan said there are certain parts that are just no go no no marketing is going to touch this at all i want this to be is it coming out in uh, australia by the way um, just a curiosity oh, oh well you know no big deal i'm just seeing it tomorrow night <laughs> oh cool i know it's 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 crazy i don't know why it's like maybe it's this sort of solace they kind of throw us that bone it's like well and we get all the festivals we get all the awesome like red carpet stuff um we'll occasionally throw an early premiere at, at australia just to kind of you know because you guys get so much i don't know if it's like some kind of balancing of <laughs> the, the fortunes of the universe or something but i'm i'm gonna see it like a bunch of times so it's the force yeah, maybe who knows, but um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what Ryan said. Is like there are some things that just no like, and we we can we we can think about this with um with uh, um MGS five and and his previous titles. Like he, there are certain things that you just straight up didn't see until you actually played the game. They weren't in any promotional materials whatsoever. So um so I think that like this, you know, there's a reason we're also we're seeing this in particular. Like, I think it gives us much needed context i think we're gonna very quickly forget what life was like before this third trailer right like yeah this gives us structure like like young says is like here is your synopsis you know uh yeah like once there was an explosion just was uh what what really saddened me about metal gear solid 5 was that when it released everyone already understood that you wouldn't be playing as big boss yeah i mean yeah it was so obvious Wow, um, that's right. Kojima gave it out, gave out too much that time, so he's uh, holding it back this time, and I'm really glad about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, um, and and I'm actually thinking about, um, yeah, this, this, like, I think Dean was pointing out some parallels between, uh, some scenes. In fact, there's also on the Reddit you, we see the Saliothrampus or whatever the, you know, the very large, you know, the middle, the Metal Gear from Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, help me, correct me. Um, uh, if I, if we had a chat, it would be. I think I might even set up a chat so that when we're recording, we can have a chat of people suggesting things. Um, I'll have to figure out the technical sure. aspect of that. If anyone listening, um, does sort of know how to kind of set that up i don't know if it's like a uh discord channel maybe discord channel yeah exactly so i might um might get that happening and because uh, but we would also have to have a, a way for them to hear us while we're recording so i'll i'll figure that out that's all technical stuff that's going to sure. happen down the line but um yeah so that there's basically a parallel of like um, a shot of uh you know sam in the bottom left corner and then there's the colossus to the to the top right and then there's a parallel shot of that with like snake uh, venom snake in bottom left and then the the uh yeah. the, the you know the M metal gear in the top right and you know we have so much new, new visual language to go off of we have so many new concepts to explore um and uh at the top of the show i also mentioned that it's pretty much like it's gonna happen like i it won't be we might not even do episode one after the other if if people 
you know, we, we'll probably get a bit of feedback about this after, hopefully we'll get some feedback, I never just assume, of uh, breaking down the trailer minute by minute. Um, that's, I want eight dedicated episodes, one to each minute. I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, if you want to join us for that, that would be really cool. Um, awesome. Well, we're coming up to the two-hour mark. How is everyone doing, Steve? How, how, how are you holding up? I'm good, man. Oh, that's so good. Awesome. And yourself, uh, Daniela, we're, we're good to kind of keep cracking on for a bit? That's all right. I said what I had to say about the trailer and how oh, shocked oh, I am Daniela, about it. You, you have not. Believe me, you haven't said everything you have to say about it. Yeah, I know. Something <laughs> will come out in my mind tonight, it's, like it's, in two yeah, hours. In two hours, randomly, you'll be like, but wait a second. Actually, in fact, one of those moments for me earlier, <laughs> Daniela, just for yeah. discussing it, and this is what's the, one of the advantages of you know having this regular uh, kind of process of engaging with, the, with this you know this material, you know this story of visuals is, um, uh, of Death Stranding, is, is uh, I, I thought of, you know, Every time he dies, he gets a palm print because we see that palm print appear almost like a notch when he's in that ocean. We just see it like appear on him. And so then it's like, does. Oh, yes, I got another thing. Yeah, Um, go, go, go. See see what I mean? Go, 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 go. I don't know if you already said that, but uh, why do you think uh, the guy who gets caught by the creatures tries to kill himself? Um, My theory unless do you steve did you want to jump in with this one or am i cool to go first it's up to you no go ahead okay so my theory is um so these entities um it's very clear that they want humans in some way uh they mm-hmm. either want them and you know the simplistic way is like they either want to recruit them or, or consume them you know because we see those mm-hmm. creatures that we see basically three types of enemies and by the way again it's so important, like, before, in, in the first trailer, we didn't know there were enemies, they were just floating figures, it was implied that they were enemies, but we didn't know, um, we now know for sure that we have at least three enemy types, one is the uh, mud mud monsters, so to speak, you know, the, the ink, ink figures, which are yeah. essentially, yeah, and um, we also see, uh, you know, no Death Stranding post-TGA, uh, you know, show arising from reddit uh with all of its analysis would be complete if we didn't mention that kojima yes he does cameo in the trailer as one of the uh, mud monsters <laughs> does he? You, he does yeah, have you right. seen him yeah uh, Whoa, no no i know oh. right he does if you if you zoomed it's basically when uh, the cdt worker is uh being pulled away and pulled uh, like or being held in place rather before he sort of plucked and floats up towards the sky there's a quick little pan down and we see uh, hideo with his glasses on of all things um uh grasping wow i know was... oh my god yeah, yeah it's one of the loyal figures it's one of the old figures that wants to bring him inside the fucking ground or something yes that's wow right. um and this is amazing yeah and then we also see um we also see the baby uh the, the doll though the baby doll um right next to norman as he's uh, sort of slumbering or sleeping or uh, in repose what? On, on yeah on the bottom of the ocean yeah this is the some of the things okay, i'm blind guys you're fine it's fine look man just yeah, enjoy man, it's, this it's, it's full of easter eggs there full of mis- yeah and easter eggs for sure i thought you said mr about that, that how many how many how many, th- how many times have you guys seen the trailer uh, now so far I, I how many atoms do i have in my body uh uh <laughs> <Daniel>. <laughs> <laughs> so that times about a couple thousand more um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's in my DNA now. It's I have it, you know. Maybe you know. Every time I've watched the trailer, I actually get a little baby handprint on my chest. 
uh, and and around my body. So <laughs> now on the inside of my, cool. on the inside of my esophagus, I have about fifty million baby handprints because every time I watch the trailer, <laughs> yeah, um, I I can't even deal. That's that's yeah. I I've I've tried to be as articulate as explanatory as possible, but part of me is also like holding back this like I can't even deal right now. No ability to deal yeah. is within me. I can't even. So, even is so far from me. I will never be able to even. So you were talking about the guys trying to stab himself. Yes, Why did I you was. do it? Okay, so yeah, my, yeah, little tangent there. So I was actually. Um, um, yeah. Okay, go. Oh, no, go ahead. No, actually, um, Steve, if you have a thought, go for it. I'll jump into mine. After. Oh no, I was, uh, I, I was, uh, I was actually telling Albert and and Dan how, uh, I mean, this guy, he tries to stab himself, but he fails at killing himself, and he's yeah. alive by the time he, he fails at killing himself, and he's alive by the time he gets absorbed by the, yeah. by the colossus yeah. creature. Yeah. And. I mean, these guys seem to be like some sort of uh, government agents, sort of government uh, guys in a mission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you kind of, you kind of, you kind of get the feeling of, okay, these guys rather kill themselves than than get captured by the enemy, right. because as we saw, if you get captured by the enemy, if you get eaten by one of these things. The, the the world explodes and changes completely, and maybe you get transported by another dimension, and everything gets everything gets fucked. Sure. So, um, I mean, they they I mean, it's like it's like yeah, they're they're basically like uh, like uh, technicians of, uh, and and soldiers working for bridges. That uh, I mean, these guys are their enemies, and horrible shit happens yeah. if they get captured. So they rather they rather die. Yeah. And uh, I know. I mean, another thing that I was uh, talking with you guys is that uh, uh, I think that if you have a baby, you get the chance to 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 come back to life, maybe in another body or something. But uh, mm. like like I told you, with the with the with the corpse that appears in the in the final sequence. That's right. Um, That's right. But yeah, maybe maybe it's 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 the sort of thing where I mean, you, you don't want to get captured by these guys because something horrible will happen, yeah. something worse than death. And maybe something that will destroy the world. These guys are working for the United States of America, yeah. and they have an enemy. So they, they, it's like, it's like. I mean, what happens with soldiers and things like that? You, you don't want to get captured by ice, so you better just blow your head off. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I got that feeling as well. Um, yeah. Did you have any closing thoughts before I shift on to mine? I don't want to cut you off. Oh, oh, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. Um, so what I wanted to say is, um, so. In, in applying as 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 I see us all doing, you know, ourselves on the show and then in the subreddit as well, um, applying gameplay uh, speculations as in with what we've seen. I think more than any other of the um, of the trailers, we see gameplay suggested heavily, uh, or at least maybe that that might just be us saying, okay, it's about time we start like applying gameplay logic to some of this and. Um, uh, you know, I, we um, Daniela, we dived earlier into some comments about you know actually essentially gameplayifying and 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 looking at every aspect because we we did get that confirmation from Kojima that that underwater segment was playable. Um, so if he's saying that, then any part of it could be playable or or or, or factor into gameplay in some way. So um, I don't know if you personally, as Norman, have any. It seems by the trailer that it wouldn't be possible for you um, to be also like plucked and chosen or whatever that you need to kind of evade these you know we just have to make sure that we don't hone in too closely to only what we've seen because i'm sure 
gameplay is going to be much faster than than the imagery we've seen. But in terms of um, like why you'd you'd not want to be alive when these things capture you, which is established earlier when you know he successfully kills that that guy who ages ages rapidly and everything. Um, yeah. Is uh, I think this is you know as you said a fate worse than death is definitely definitely a factor. Um, but you know it's very you know, it's very easy to think, oh, well, you know, when you're consumed, you 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 could become one of those creatures, you know? That's just, we, yeah. we've applied that before. We have zombie games to kind of think, oh, look, if you're captured by the enemy, you can become one of them. Um, I think it probably will be closer to, like, um, you know, as you said, like, it, the, it's it's so it's so important to it's that's why he's so like he's like a rational supposedly thinking person like for someone to just immediately start like without hesitation trying to stab themselves until they die um that i think is twofold one it has the personal significance of you know uh if you don't succeed then you are possibly doomed to maybe be like siphoned um to have your Mm. life siphoned over many millennia because again you know these people uh, these uh, creatures ostensibly could have the ability to sort of freeze time and freeze life or whatever if they can like bend time and space who knows that might be one of their abilities so they might keep you in these like eternal um like for all time like keep you in a a state of like time space stasis where they're just siphoning on your life forever and ever and ever like forever you know um yeah, I mean, it's like it's like um, it's like uh, we, it's either that it's a, it's a it's a fate worse than death, or yes. like we mentioned before, we were talking about uh, we were talking about the uh, that I, I was I, I also got the feeling that death is kind of weightless because yes. uh, the only thing these people seem to care about is the babies. I mean, there is we have one member of the team that just killed another another member of the team. Yeah. Um, Norman seems like he he doesn't care. He just uh, looking around for these creatures, but he doesn't care that a member of his team got killed. Yeah. And there is another, and, and then next the guy is stabbing himself, and Norman is kind of, you know, he it's like it's like this these things happen, you know. Yeah. So it's maybe this yeah. these guys maybe are so used to dying and maybe coming back because of this new technology with a baby or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I got yeah, a that's, theory that, about that. That can be another possibility. Yeah, go Daniela, your theory. Thanks, Steve. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I got, I got two theories about that. Um, either when the creatures landed on Earth, they kind of changed the rules. So, like, the rules of physics of life and death. So when you die uh, in a physical way uh, and not consumed by the creatures, you uh, regenerate somehow. So you can kill yourself without hesitation if that's yeah. Uh, the best thing to do. Yeah. Or that's that should, could be one theory. Or uh, another theory I thought about is that uh, the main characters um, live in our world and somehow found a, a way to enter an alternate dimension, an alternate dimension, where um, the world has been invaded by these creatures, mm. and they try to stop them. And if they die, they just go back to the reality true so this is something i thought about i dig that um i also thought of um you know the possibility that the reason why it's so important not to be captured that there's a chance that every time that they succeed in consuming someone that as you saw like the universe exploded kind of thing i think possibly like maybe like a dog trying to shake off a flea like if if they want to shake off the human race like they they're trying repeatedly through every time that these maybe maybe every time a human is consumed it it, it gives them the life energy or whatever some kind of energy to continue 
sort of ripping apart, oh, yes. rip, to continue ripping apart a reality. It's like, you know, talk about a workplace hazard is like, oh, you know, make sure you don't slip on these stairs, make sure you like clock out at the right time. Oh, and also if you die, uh, reality breaks down a bit more. So please try and avoid uh, uh, getting consumed mm. by these creatures because that would be really good, really bad for um for our, mm. like, uh, you know, for our monthly quotas you know that would be what an intense induction that would be to a job you know <laughs> so uh i could see that being yeah that is i mean no amount of money could ever make me want to become a corpse disposal worker in this in this world it's like you're kidding me you know unless what we're yeah. seeing you know uh, similar to Alien, like, you know, we would, you know, before all the action goes down, it's like, oh, that's not too bad, you're just sort of just chilling on a big ship, so there's nothing strictly wrong with being these, like, blue-collar workers, it's just the horrors that they're subjected to that make you think I would never do that. Um, but especially, particularly for this one, just the idea that there has to be, a, like, we can ext we can dedicate an entire episode to, okay, the corpse disposal team. How could it have been, why would it have been founded? Why is it so important to dispose of corpses so carefully? Um, you know, mm. there are some allusions to, you know, proper burials. Uh, you know, some people have been talking about ancient Egyptian culture and Native American culture um, with the, uh, the reference to, you know, there's got that dream catcher there. But you know about that, right? Um, Daniela, you see the dream catcher in the, in the, trailer yeah I did. yeah 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 exactly mm -hmm. so um we, we have a couple of sort of discussion launching off points in, in the form of those um but uh so yeah that's to wrap to tie a bow in my theory it's like death it does have a new meaning as kojima said you know death is about to have mm -hmm. a new meaning he kept saying it earlier on um so he was obviously referring to what we'll experience as players when we die but in this world itself death has a new meaning you know um clearly mm -hmm. and um it's a dangerous meaning it's far far more hazardous and risk-filled than just someone dying and needing to find a place to bury them like death could be um it's very similar to uh, i suppose maybe there's a little bit of a like a, a, a slight um connection to walking dead there with zombies it's like death has a new meaning has a different meaning than it does in the real world in that show where if you die you come back as one of these things so norman reedus uh is quite appropriate casting uh, in, in from that small aspect there i think i think in many other ways other than that association i think he holds his own with i think the gravity the gravitas of his of his uh, voiceover is I, I like Daryl doesn't talk like that. Like this is this is we're seeing new, new spectrums uh, of of performance from 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 Norman already, um, as we saw in the first trailer and stuff. But within his dialogue, like, can you guys? I want to do a quick little roundtable. Who could Sam be? Does he speak in a way that a oh, scientist would? It seems as though referring to the Big Bang and everything. He 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 feels like, uh, like like he's he's. I mean, we've, I've alluded to it before, like with the whole thing of having so many handprints on him that he's died many times. But I feel like he could be a researcher or maybe like uh, someone who just, yeah, for, for whatever reason, has been able to survive, um, you know, multiple lifetimes and uh, in this kind of world without time and space or where the reality is, is breaking down and all these sort of laws of physics. Uh, what do you guys think? Who, who could Sam be based on what you saw in the third trailer? We'll go um, Daniele. Okay, um, I agree with you. It could be a scientist because he's got gear and uh, he's got something that looks like a team of people. Yes. And uh, they're obviously on an expedition and um, they're all geared up and uh, they have this accident see the car uh, upside down and um, 
or sideways, uh, however it was. Yes. And um, yeah, so um, and he knows what he, he knows what he is dealing with. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I uh, that too. Yeah, that feeling, you know, he, he doesn't seem surprised. He's like, shut up, don't even yeah. breathe. Like he's the one taking command, you know. Yeah, and he's got a different suit than the other two, by yeah. the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He's got this porter suit, while the guy who gets taken by the creatures is has got a bridges suit. Yeah. Um, I'm on I'm on Team Sam Porter. I really believe that's his surname. I think you know why it's like oh it's got it's written it should be like a logo or like a role. It's like well um what's more important than uh seeing your role designated on your suit in low visibility situations like that place seems you know there's a lot of rain and stuff. Who knows these has suits? They might go to uh maybe this might not even be Earth. Like they might dispose of these corpses on another planet on like a satellite moon where you know it's less dangerous. Maybe Earth is is kept far away from any kind of corpse disposal stuff so that could be a speculation there oh yeah that's interesting yeah yeah um but uh yeah so that's that's my thoughts on that um go ahead steve and do we have steve oh sorry sorry Robin. yeah um yeah, cool. yeah i was distracted i um i you know the thing about the the the, the suit that norman Reed is carrying is that he's got like these long gloves so it kind of tells me he's got a he's he's got a Get his hands dirty. Yeah, true. In 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 some way, um, I don't know if he's like uh, something tells me he's the guy who makes these kind of mummy things. Oh yeah. He's, he's maybe 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 he was making this sort of uh, you know envelope on the on the, the mummy thing for for to carry him somewhere else. I don't know. Um, maybe he's just the driver of the of maybe the of the jeep that the porter of the body. He maybe is just besides the... of the body. Like you're right, he's next to the body, so implying that he could be the embalmer kind of thing. Like he could be the yeah, some yeah, something like that, something something like that. So maybe he he's the guy who who makes this mummy things. Like like I said, I had I had a, a vibe that this is just a, a team of different experts in different fields. Uh, yeah. Some guys dispose of the body. They, they, maybe Norman is the guy who makes the mummies, and the other guy is the security guy who protects them from I don't know. Oh yeah, the, Mads. the, the creatures or something. Mads could be the security maybe. guy. Like maybe the creatures. You know, later this is again we've speculated, and I think it's pretty pretty solid. I think to say that this the third trailer takes place the earliest chronologically, as much as time even factors into a t story like this. But could I think be. So. I mean, a lot of yeah, people, Mads a lot of people the want them to be like. A lot of people want the trailers to be happening at the same time, like yeah. in different dimensions at the same time. That's yeah. why they you get like this this trailers uh, that are the, the the three trailers at the same time, and you kind of are looking for yeah. for uh, connections or something. I mean, in multiverse um, theory, um, we're recording this at the same time as we've recorded every episode and every episode <laughs> to come. And just as I've said something, you've said something. And um, just as I was born, you were born, and like, yeah, like that's multiverse right there. So you can have so much fun with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, no, yeah, and um, and uh, like I said before, I I am not convinced that uh, that the guy is 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 Mads Mikkelsen. I just think it's just a military guy. Maybe it's another character. Maybe it's Mads, but um, but yeah, maybe he's just maybe Norman is just like the. Uh, Either the driver or the specialist that makes them the, the mummy things to to later yeah. get rid of that body in a way that won't cause a giant explosion that will destroy the world or change the world or transport you to another dimension or something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, Daniela, do you have any thoughts on that one? Um, 
Yeah, I agree. The guy, I, I'm not sure that guy is mad. I saw many people um, said right out, that's mad, just because <laughs> he does the same gestures. Uh, but I'm not convinced that by that. I mean, it could be uh, one of a creature of the same rank as Mad, yeah. um, like um, who has the uh, who has to track down humans and um, take them, like it uh, Mads, like Mad tries tries to do with the uh, Kilometers Four character in the second trailer. Yeah, and. Um, one other thing is that I think the first trailer actually happens last when uh, maybe, I say maybe, when Norman is taken by the creatures. Maybe that's where he wakes up. That kind of uh, reality where he's naked, he's got nothing, and is on this island with these creatures looking up at looking down at him yeah i mean you're right it is it is implied because of the you know how the creatures are um the sorry the, like the sea life is upside down that instead of the bodies if this makes sense seek instead of them sinking upwards it's actually they're sinking downwards and and norman is sort of on the ceiling of this world so to so to speak and um and that there's yeah. those that sort of feeder that scuttler feeder thing that sort of picks the corpses up um you know uh i don't know if there's yeah there is some connective tissue actually between like hideo kojima and james cameron with some of these stuff in the abyss and stuff i think he mentioned that it was him watching the abyss that made him like like you can you can google that connection he sort of had a, had a quote about like how it solidified his, his idea that like I, I i'm like passionate about games so i think there's connects up there but um you know you know he, he and and as you know cameron he, he dives he, he dives deep into the ocean and he, he actually contributes he's i think on the board of nasa or something and he please correct me if i'm wrong in comments and stuff but um he has direct involvement with them and he develops submarines and we know for a fact that like there are certain like layers of the ocean that we haven't explored which is great taps into the unknown and everything and um you know when that when the bodies sort of sink all the way down they actually there's actually it actually passes through the surface which is uh the implied thing is you know um using that as an analogy that we have these layers of reality um and that these creatures feed across reality instead of across different ecosystems so they i really feel like they've found us they're preying on us like a, a whale would prey on like krill you know they just they have um you can look at it like orb spiders or whatever like they know how to cast their webs again maybe shout out to the whole web imagery with bridges like they've got us in our, in in their web uh, these these giant creatures and um we're prey to them you know i, I think that's that's what's happening there. So um, yeah, so many, so many directions to go in. But we're looking at two hours and twenty guys. I need to start getting ready for work. You know the thing about the um, oh. one thing that I, got, I I wanted to say about the the <laughs> third trailer. Yes. Um, yeah. One. Uh, you were talking about webs and stuff like that. I yeah. I got the feeling with the third trailer. I mean, the first two trailers uh, could work as a sort of uh, concept pitch. Yeah. Of sorts, but it wasn't until the third trailer that I got the, the, the like the notion that there is uh, there is like there are like rules to this to this madness because yes. I mean if you if you if you if you show these trailers to to I mean people who are not 
familiar <laughs> with uh, Hideo Kojima or anything, they're, they're just going to say, I mean, what is this weird shit? I mean, this yeah. is this is this is great visually and everything, but it's just so strange and yeah. I don't understand anything. Exactly. And it's <laughs> the most bizarre, weird thing in the world. I actually tried uh, showing was... this trailer to some friends uh, who are not familiar yeah. with Hideo Kojima with video games. I showed them the trailer and oh, asked them what they thought. And they said, it looks so interesting. That's great. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, yeah. Who, who, that's the thing. I mean, I also, I also show uh, the trailer to some friends that are, I mean, they like movies and everything, but, uh, but they, they just, it's, it's like this is spectacular visual, uh, yeah. very creative, imaginative thing, but, uh, they cannot make any, I mean, they, they, they cannot make any sense of what's happening. They, right. they, it makes no sense to them. Exactly. But the thing is, if if you are actually, I mean, you, I think you get rewarded if you are actually doing what we're doing to dissect the trailer and things like that. Because because of this trailer, I actually have the feeling that there is there are so there is order to this madness. There, are, Hideo Kojima is making a a, a weird science fiction world, yeah. but he's actually he's got some rules to to this to in this world. The the baby yeah. serves a purpose, even if we don't understand fully yet, but. Um, Definitely. But I think there are rules, and and I mean, and I also you were talking about the DNA, yeah. Uh, of of and I mean, I kind of feel that um, even though I'm I'm now sure that this game has nothing to do, I mean, has no relationship with uh, with uh, Silent Hill or yeah. what Kojima was going to do in Silent Hill. There is some of that DNA there where yeah. uh, the, the the Silent Hill games. I mean, they kind of. Go with this psychological horror where the creatures and the things in the world are related to the things that happen in in the character's mind, for example. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And and I mean, in this trailer, I kind of see things like, okay, the 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 we see like the the bridges logo has like some uh, has like a spider, uh, like a like a spider design, and then we have like a. The, the dream catcher, which is related to spiders, to, to spiders and to to mothers and, right. and motherhood mm-hmm. and, and and protection, and then we have the the baby that relates to the mother, and then we have the the, the sea creature, the, the creature that we see on top of the sea that is like a spider like. Yes. Kojima, yeah. I think Kojima is is doing. A, he, I mean, he's actually creating a world where there are rules, and I think this is the kind of best best science fiction kind of mm-hmm. world where. Absolutely. I mean, you have you have rules, and you you can you can you can play around with that. And even if we don't understand it fully now, um, I think it's going to make sense in the end. And I think it's, I mean, it's great that we can yeah. say that. Uh, I mean, we're kind of trying to figure this out, but oh, I think it's going to so be. Much, uh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, I mean, and and I think it's I think it's just going to be it's it's going to be so much fun. I mean, yeah. six six months from now, there's going to be people. Um, Finding out something different from this trailer that we just saw, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's the great, the great thing about it. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I, and I mentioned, like, as I said, I've titled the episode once there was an explosion. This was an explosion of Death Stranding news, and it actually made me like realize that, like, you know, as you as you said, this was the first trailer that kind of gave us a sense of some of the rules of this world, and 
uh, sort of again yep. translating that into the into the real world it's given me more structure with where to proceed i'm obviously at the kojima film festival and all of that but you know respectfully uh even though again that's going to be a huge part of this because i want to definitely like kojima really rewards that you know wider wider um lens on like like uh you know poetry and art and like art and, and like tv and, and music and um and literature and all that but like we have a third trailer which in many ways felt like it came out of nowhere i mean we we were truthers so to speak when we were saying it would come we i followed you know some of the podcasts i listened to they're like we're not hearing and they kept saying we're not hearing from death stranding for a whole bunch it's not going to appear and you know like the uh, even though i love their content um the kind of funny guys they were just like yeah no we're not going to get anything and i just that was the consensus in the wider world we, we, we sort of live in our sort of death stranding bubble in a way in our sort of interactive mm. artistry bubble but it happened and now we get to see the rest of the world react um i need to add a little teaser based on what you were saying about like uh easter eggs and stuff we have um user irish wolfhound underscore who pointed out that one of the handprints looks suspiciously like the oats studios logo so Okay. Oh. Neil Blomkamp, right. <laughs> Which we see lots of black goo kind of stuff in his some um, videos there. So maybe that's I look honestly, I don't think that's like a teaser. That's just maybe like a little it's not even doesn't even look directly like it. It's just like a little bit spiked the way that the logo is. Um yeah, you know, it could maybe maybe it's a, maybe us reading into it. Again, all of this could just be us reading into things um you know, compared to other games like Hideo doesn't announce like that kind of I call it the sort of Amazon breakdown or the EB Games breakdown or for you guys GameSpot um, where it says oh this will both be the game enter this world of Sam and and just explore and discover like it, there's no descriptions of that uh, and there won't be any for many for many months um, but yeah building on what you were saying uh, Steve the um, this I, I'm getting really really clear um, path forward for the structure. Uh, we'll have the um, breakdown episodes, which will cover us for it for eight. And um, between those, I want to have dedicated segments to um, focusing on particular aspects of the imagery. One is I want to focus on bridges. I want to focus on corpse disposal team. Um, I want to focus on uh, the hooded character, like the the down vehicle. What were they doing? Which planet they could be on? there's just so much and and it's like uh not and again i really insist like we weren't like struggling for content or anything like that we i would have been so and i've said it i really maintain that if we hadn't had anything new this year would have been totally fine just p uh, pivot straight into the influences to dive into that and what we could have seen but guys i can't even deal like why like, <laughs> why why are we in this like we get to be chosen for this awesome reality where this happened like i'm i'm just so grateful so um did anyone have any closing thoughts uh, as we round out the show um we'll go uh daniela oh uh, no well, i think i'm gonna watch the trailer 20 times more no, tonight. a thousand and billion it's... trillion more times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um probably yeah. find out some more stuff and i'm yeah. looking i'm really looking forward to Yongia's analysis yes. which should come in a few days yeah, he's he's put a he's put a minor one in there. I think he's gonna have many videos for sure. And um, uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to that too. So go ahead, Steve. Um, I think it's gonna be a while until we get like gameplay or something else. Uh, Kojima likes to take his time. He likes the the he likes the uh, yeah he likes to make his way. Yeah. He likes to torture us yeah. before he he <laughs> he blesses with his glorious trailers. Yeah, but um. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while until we get the next thing, and uh, I'm sure there's more things to be dissected. True. 
and um, and I'm 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 just I'm just happy we got this. I mean, yeah. I actually thought it was the perfect time to release a new trailer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I think that it, when when it comes to the, the the development of the game, it seems it's going to be 2018 is going to be full full development for the game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, uh, I can't wait for the next thing. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm still holding out for. I think I. I don't think I got many. I didn't really care about it, whether or not, either way, upvotes or whatever. But I remember saying, look, yeah, I can already see it. The Death Stranding premiere, there's going to be some kind of, again, you know, uh, redefining what games can be and everything. Black carpet event, Prague, you know? <laughs> like, there'll be Matt yeah. and his family there, you know, and Norman and, and all the rest of the uh, yet-to-be-announced cast. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this sets us on a path. I mean, we were already on the path when we... we sort of started the show um and uh i wanted to say like even though i say that oh he likes to torture us it's true he does uh, in in a good way in a sort of uh way that sort of galvanizes discussion and all this but um i need to mention now that daniel is on the show that you know in that interview that he gave later if you haven't seen it by the way daniel you must the one that he has with um andrew house um it's like a you can you can find the sort of cl- uh, cropped it's sort of cropped out at the, psx like, yeah the 11 minute one um so oh i saw that beautiful right and he says uh just for our listeners who may not have seen it or just like to kind of like emphasize this and underline it highlight it is uh, he said look this none of this would have come together without the connections that i have with sony with uh, gorilla that i developed and he he's guided in many ways and that's why as i've mentioned with this sh- with the worthwhileness of of like it's not just a, a moot thing or a um, red herring to, to to look at death stranding symbol symbolically um again he may you know not really be conscious of it i'm sure he is um because i think he's a very perceptive human being um but he's putting a lot of what he's been through i I believe at least um into this game with the subjects of connection of of rebirth of being a child of being vulnerable of being taken care of 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 um you know of, of your inner child being inside you giving yourself a thumbs up telling you it's okay like <laughs> like the, all of that could describe what kojima went through emotionally um again don't want to project on the guy because we haven't seen interviews and we'll never really know but it's um it's um enriching i feel and um kind of adds to the discussion in, in a good way to speculate about um the relevance of some of the imagery to how kojima himself may have been feeling um throughout and and so yeah with everything coming together that it has like we say that oh it's taking ages but it's coming together in record time <laughs> you know like um you know this like the stranding i believe it was announced um, E3 last year? Like, it feels like it's been announced for five years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic the way you, how fast this development is going. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm so... And that's, see, that's what, that's what happens when corporate bullshit steps out of the way. Um, we'll never know, yeah. obviously, the, the, the further details, but it's very clear, you know, some things you can just tell from body language that the man is relaxed. He's also free to explore what he will. Um, he even gives a particular, like, a, a dedicated focus, th- like thanks and thumbs up to you know andrew house for saying like hey if it wasn't for you we wouldn't get to have a baby giving the thumbs up from um norman reedus's <laughs> esophagus you know or or, or stomach <laughs> or whatever so and and see how the world embraced that it's not like and i i really want Man, to i i would I, I would have liked to to i, I would have liked to see how how kojima pitches this game to yes. andrew house because <laughs> you you because you you can i mean you 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 you're you, you can be certain that Andrew House just went like, okay, this is a game that is very creative and 
I mean, it's not going to be a, 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 a first-person shooter with multiplayer that you can put microtransactions on it. But yeah. I mean, we gotta, yeah, we gotta do it because this is something special. You something know, this special. is, this is yeah. and yeah, I, I know, they gave yeah, they yeah. gave Kojima carte blanche on this, and uh, they gave they gave him the tools to to make the game he wanted to do. Like I said, there's some crazy there's some crazy <laughs> stuff in this trailer that not many people could get away with you know yeah. oh absolutely uh, yeah yeah and i hope that actually no i don't mean to cut you off go ahead steve i don't want to cut you off your thoughts go no ahead. go ahead all i wanted to say was that um i want other industries to look at this as well uh you know i i really love that you know i don't know if this was planned in advance but we have um the door open to hollywood through death stranding through mads mickelson and norman you know and into tv obviously through predominantly norman's and has been mostly recognized for his work in television recently uh he's got obviously i would love to see him in more roles but but basically i want other industries to take note is like look at this like this is essentially batshit crazy but we we embrace it you know um and if, especially if it has this this respect for the audience that courses through uh kojima's work again i've drew the parallel earlier of lynch like lynch has another form of respect a very confrontational form of respect like he respects your intelligence enough to be able to sit with a scene for an extended shot make you think meta thoughts of like what am i thinking like it, he ten he turns he likes to turn the lens on yourself it's like i'm holding this shot for two straight minutes and now it's up to you to think of what you think respect that like thoroughly i really do but kojima he does something else he respects his audience through I believe that I can string this imagery together and respect your intelligence and your imagination and your ability to um, find common threads and, and analyze enough so that you can engage with this as um, extensively as people engage with other things like Star Wars or like you know Lord of the Rings or whatever like you know Harry Potter or whatever like I I, I really feel again in, even in the the words themselves that maybe as a dovetail to this episode like these explosions you know um, that we've been that we've experienced this this was definitely explosion of of uh of of new potential within this medium um and obviously of news of this uh of this story and then of what i really hope will be um an explosion that like reaches out outside of the of the industry you know outside of the sphere because i firmly believe that something that is as made beautifully and with enough quality and its care and love and, and and passion transcends its genre and transcends its medium as well so i want to see art blogs talking about this like i feel you know and like i just i'm I'm really excited about everything happening outside of that sphere as well so guys we've barely scratched the surface but um i want to thank you both for being on the show thank oh, you thank so you for having us yeah, absolutely. And Daniela, jump on next one. We're going to dive even further into because we we haven't. Um, I want to get everyone's sort of full uh, full reactions. You know, you, um, and I yeah, we'll make, I'll make a note of that in in sort of the next show notes. Um, uh, yeah. So um, thank you both for kind of giving your sort of sign offs. So I'll just go into the sort of um, uh, the sort of end of show. So basically, yeah. Um, Death Stranding podcast is part of the Interactive Artistry Podcast Network, which includes this show so far and Interactive Artistry, the main show, which premieres very soon, um, which will be dedicated dedicated essentially to um, other titles that we feel um, are uh, on the forefront of adding emotional, spiritual, uh, intellectual, um, and like maturity uh, and, and like um, 
you know, to the medium and, and sort of furthering the medium in that way. Um, we would obviously appreciate um, any kind of engagement with the show whatsoever. Or we have a Twitter, um, Death Strand Pod. Uh, we have Death Stranding Podcast Tumblr as well. And just look us up on Facebook under the same name. And would love, in fact, we haven't got one yet, um, an iTunes review. So if you're listening and you did enjoy um, some of the stuff we discussed, please be that first person. We'll give you a shout out on the show for sure. Um, as a closing note to our listeners, we're, we here at Interactive Artistry are always looking to improve the quality of the show and tailor it to you the audience to make it the very best kojima slash um death stranding show that it can be um yeah thank you so much and yeah like please stay in tune with us for you know kojima and kojima related content and take care and remember the game has already begun Freshwater <laughs> wallaby.